What's going on, everyone? It is Sunday morning, and this is the Season Gaming Bitcast, episode 186. I'm your host, Ainsley Bowden, joined, as always, by my two partners in crime. You know him. He's your favorite seven, Mr. Dan Rodriguez. Man, you, I, I swear to God, I like right when you started the show, I was looking at Twitter, and there was this like video that showed... Somebody making a apple cinnamon egg roll, and I completely blacked out with anything you just said. So, my bad. I'm here though. I'm ready to go. It looked amazing. It's always about food. It's always about. Food. At least he's at least he's not eating an apple cinnamon egg roll. This is true. This is true. We're, yeah. we're taking about steps. two we're hours from now. That's what's going to be happening. <laughs> so, I have some egg roll wrappers for some reason and some apples. So sounds healthy. Good morning, sir. Hello. I'm here, Mister. Oh, sorry, Dan. No, I'm ready to go. Let's do it. All right, yeah, we're off and rolling with this intro this morning. Also joined, <laughs> as always, by Mr. Ty Guy Travis. How you doing, sir? McClunky. I'm doing well. Good morning, everyone. Doing all right over there? Get ready to uh, talk some Dying Light 2 here in a little bit? I am. I'm very excited about talking about Dying Light 2 because that game confuses me i'm very I, I don't know what to expect basically it could, it could be it could be a three and it could be a nine and i wouldn't be surprised either way so yeah this uh, is true this excited. is true we'll get to it and uh joined by uh you know this other guy over here that uh my co-host of uh cast co-op you know him as the host of xbox expansion pass he's a regular around these parts i don't know why we'll figure that out maybe today but mr luke lord the insipid ghost himself what's up dude What's up, man? Uh, you specifically wrote in the notes to be professional and attentive, and I'm here to ruin that uh, oh. as you bring a, a new class to this episode. I brought a banana as a healthy snack, um, and, and I'm really excited to be here. This is great. This is banana. Great. You're bringing a banana <laughs> to the show. That's that's what you contribute. <laughs> you invited me. I know. I know. I know. So we've got a lot to talk about today. We've got a uh, game pass, some bigger conversation on game pass and what it's going to do in the first half of the year. We've got console sales. We've got some uh, big delays already this year, starting to be rumored and a lot more to touch on. So we will get to all that, but first, even with returning guests, I thought it would be fun if we start kind of taking just a minute or two to uh, uh, put you on the spot a little bit, Luke. So I want to ask you, because I don't even think I know the answer to this question as much as we talk. Uh, although maybe I do, and maybe it's the obvious one, but I'll, I'll let you speak to it anyway. But what is your favorite game series of all time and why? Oh, uh, the Arkham series is my favorite game series of all time. Nice. Uh, the ability to become Batman in a way that video games had not done before at the time uh, was just really, really cool. And so uh, every single one of the Arkham franchise games I, I adore and love. And I went and did all the Riddler challenges and uh, I just really love the Arkham series. Arkham Knight is my favorite game of last gen it's not to say i think it's the best arkham but it's knight. my favorite arkham knight yeah there is so much you can do in that game and a lot of attention was put on the batmobile uh which had its ups and downs for sure but you can do so much in arkham knight that i uh i just love it and you could swap skins and be your movie versions your comic versions uh to to a degree that you hadn't been able to in, in arkham city and so yeah, I really, really love the Arkham series, and Arkham Knight is my my favorite game of last gen. It's my favorite series, uh, for sure. And I, I'm really looking forward to Gotham Knights because while it's not the same series, it's spiritually a successor, and so that's really cool. 
for some reason, I when I said, is it the obvious one, I thought you were going to say Halo. Um, so you did surprise me at least a little bit there. I mean, I you know I love Halo. Like the books, the comics, the lore, <laughs> the, the gameplay. I absolutely love Halo. But favorite is, I've always been a superhero guy. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm in a Batman chair, you know, like I, I love superheroes and what they can do for you. And in a way, Chief is his own superhero. But yeah, the Arkham series is is the best. And uh, I had a really cool time. I got to interview the senior game designer for Gotham Knights, who is in the last week left Idos Montreal. But that was a privilege to get to do also. So, yeah, it's fun. Are you excited cool. for Gotham Knights? Is that like one of your most anticipated? That's this year, right? I think. Yes, yes. it is my most anticipated game of 2022. Uh, for sure, I'm I'm super excited for it. I'm I have a lot of questions. I'm really curious, but <laughs> I'm not. You know, I just I just want more of of the, the DC universe in that dark gritty sense. So I'm excited for it. Nice. Did that answer nice. your question, Ains? Was that good? Uh, I mean, it'll do. It'll do. One take. Um, <laughs> let's run it back. Run it back. Um, so I'm going to ask you on the spot question. So what is the most popular game series that you think, in your opinion, that you actually don't care for at all? Probably Mass Effect is my first Ooh, jump whoa. answer. That's uh, crazy. I, I probably it, shouldn't it have is. asked that question because that's not... I that's think a that's good why question, I, though. Everybody has like one or two of those. Like, yes. yeah, games I, just like, I have a couple. Like, I have a couple that I really want to love, and I just can't. And Mass Effect is one of them. And that's why I, I think it's because I'm on the show with you guys that I jumped to that one first amidst all the uh, the several that there are. Um, <laughs> I bought the Legendary Edition. I have the helmet in my closet. I'll probably have to sell it because what's the point of having it? Um, <laughs> I really wanted to get into it because I missed it on 360. It was like, all right, I'm going to get back in. And I just... It's just not for me. And I love space operas. I love sci-fi and I just can't click with it. I don't, I just, I don't get it. And uh, I hate when that happens, right? Like when everybody's like, this is amazing. And it's, you just can't get into it and you're not being obstinate about it. You know, I just, I I don't get it. I can't get to it. So yeah, Mass Effect's the one I jumped to, but there are probably a few more that would turn heads. I suppose. Okay. I was going to say, it didn't take long for you to get booed. Yeah, what? So. Why? Why was? Why is it massive? Is it the gameplay? Is it the story? What? What doesn't grab you? I guess in, out of the, the whole series. In such a cool world that is so sci-fi ridden with so many cool potential like gameplay options, I'm going through menus, and that that's what kicked me away. You know, I'm not the hmm. RPG guy, right? I mean, you could say the same for a lot of the the big RPGs that are set sci-fi. That's why I'm not really excited for Starfield because I haven't seen gameplay, and I mean, am I? doing things or not i love lore but i like exploring it if i can't play the game and have a lot of like things to do in game uh it's not really my jam like i loved flying around in in games and just doing stuff versus reading and i'm a reader right like i love books you know i teach english i love lore but you know something about mass effect it was just too much too much menu navigation for me to to click with it i think you know, maybe the problem is you're, I assume you're starting with Mass Effect 1 every time. <laughs> I was going to make the joke about starting with Mass Effect 2 and there being That's no right, RPG yeah. elements to it. So you beat me I to the punch. Mass Effect 1 <laughs> is is definitely the hardest to get through. For the better game. My, so, yeah, okay. Yeah. So it says Ains, the old man. Uh, <laughs> I, it, like, I, I had a, my, my girlfriend recently played through Mass Effect for the first time and getting through Mass Effect 1 was definitely the hardest for her. But when she got through that game it does a really good job at setting up the world and the story and introducing a lot of the core characters that uh when you actually get to two and three and they they sort of up the ante on gameplay and it 
especially with three, you feel a lot more like kind of uh, heroic, you know, since you're into heroic gameplay. You know what? Being booed by Fat Boy Horror, I'm starting to realize is a, a good thing. It means I'm, I'm on the straight and narrow. I'm on the path. Yeah. All right. Um, <clears throat> so we've got some uh, good morning, everyone in the chat. Um, I'd love to see the regulars here. They've got a, 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 a can't speak this morning. New member of the chat. Good morning, Mr. Lionblood1977. I agree. Try the remaster Mass Effect on Game Pass the other day for a couple hours. I hated it. Felt like it was horrible. I couldn't get into it. So, hey, you know, that, that that's why I wanted to ask that question is because mm-hmm. I think we all have a kind of well-known series that's just we don't like, you know. So yeah. a couple things um, I want to touch on before we get to topics and what we're currently playing is uh, first, uh, a really, really, really positive response to last week's episode. So a lot of new... A lot of new viewers, a um, lot of views in general, views and, and listens. Um, and now I'm and, here to ruin and it. And now Luke's here to ruin it. <laughs> um, but and some really nice comments sent my way. So I just wanted to thank everyone. And, you know, if you listen, I said this every week, but if you listen to us uh, after we're live, of course, just a big thank you um, and uh, really appreciate it. So uh, if you like what you're seeing, just shoot us a comment, shoot us a DM, you know, whatever. Let us know that you like what we're doing. And uh, we're trying to uh, continue building this year. So appreciate that. Uh, also wanted to call out that we uh, we did launch our Patreon this week for Season Gaming, which uh, was kind of a big thing uh, we've been working on for a while now. It's nice to see a positive response to it and uh, just really appreciative of um, of people checking that out and, uh, you know, giving us feedback. And obviously it'll evolve quite a bit, you know, in, in the coming months, years, who knows how long, but uh, lots to learn, I'm sure. But some, uh, some already some good feedback. Uh, um, content coming the way for for uh patrons uh beginning next week so um yeah just wanted to shout that out uh jordan is very excited by the way in the chat he finally mr souls guy who had played all the souls games but bloodborne is finally playing bloodborne and he's addicted to it we were talking last night he really enjoys it um yeah so it's interesting congrats jordan yeah i told him travis i told him i told him i told him um so guys it it before we get into currently play, we have a serious issue we need to talk about. So um, I kind of brought Dan on today for uh, kind of like an intervention. Um, so hopefully, oh Travis and Luke, you can help me with this. Because sure. Dan, for some strange reason, has modified his PS5 in a way to where he put... Oh, my God. He put leather on it. Let me repeat that. For, let me repeat that for the viewers, for the listeners. Oh you know, he has put leather on his PS5. Look at this. And, and apparently on, leather, him, on his phone leather. as well. Oh, my God. Oh. Are you simple? What are you doing here, man? Oh. <laughs> so simple Dan. So good. <laughs> it's delicious. It smells amazing. I don't really smell my PS5. You sniffing? It yeah, looks what? slick. <laughs> so I smell I my phone understand. all the time. So I need, how, you, how I need your help, boys. How many you? How many modifications do you have on your PS5, Dan? So because I've I feel got, like every week you tweet, you you DM right. us like a new. So I had I had I had the the, the dark plates, right? I got the, the from uh, from D brand. I got their two point which take off hundred dollars on that. Got it. Got it. Let yeah. me say something. Money means nothing. <laughs> to me. All right. Uh, the, uh, the the collars. They took the collars off and they basically made it that rounded with the uh, the vents on the side. So I got those. I actually have both of them. Um, <clears throat> still and then i also got some leds or rgb rbg i don't even know what the hell they're called the little RGBK, circle. Yeah, yeah 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 you put you basically put them on the fans and they you know you can 200 different combinations whatever the hell you want to do 
And then I, I originally had just like a matte black uh, skin that went around it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going leather. The hell with it. It looks it looks so nice when all the lights are off. So I also got shout out to Toasty Sticker. <laughs> Hold on. So does, no, 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 too easy. Those, too easy. On, wait a minute. I'm so does Joe's mother. So does Joe's mother. All right. The the black they're blackout strips. So you can't if you turn on the PS5, you can't tell it's actually on because all the lights are off. The only way you can tell is now by the the lights on the uh, inside. Um, now no I've, further I've taken, questions, Your Honor. I've taken those off. <laughs> And so now it just looks really nice and slick with the leather. If I mean, Dan, it, if you were ever in court, they wouldn't have so to cross-examine nice. you because you're 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 doing it to yourself. I don't need. <laughs> Listen, I have no shame. I have nothing to prove to anybody. I you know what it looks like. It looks. You wrapped amazing. a device that's notorious for being amazing. hot and being overclocked in leather. Right. I almost. Was your plan. Almost. RGB I was lighting. this close. I was this close to buying a complete. Uh, leather skin for the Series X, where it would be just completely ensconced in leather. But I was worried about a, you know the cooling issue, really on that one. <laughs> Get, getting wait, a wait, text wait. from Dan's wife, it says he's walking around in chaps constantly and nothing <laughs> That's else. Weird. That's weird. Yes. Okay, yes. weird. Yeah, weird. I feel like weird. Dan really the, likes getting rhinestones on things too. Just based <laughs> yes. on That's a little bit too much. That's a little bit too yeah. much. Bedazzled. I don't like. I don't like the bedazzle kind of stuff. For sure. I was joking so wait, in our is... in our private chat that uh Dan likes more customizations for the PS5 than he likes PS5 games. <laughs> I mean it's probably close. There's definitely uh there, yeah, there's definitely I mean I have problems, you know. I mean I, I the thing is <laughs> I see something and I buy it. You know, I, I have spending issues. So <laughs> it is all right, a few comments, few comments. Leather and RGB, let's burn it all down. This is the pump asking the important questions, Dan. You just don't yeah. care about this world, do you? Just well, here's the cows. thing. I had like a really, really delicious steak a few days ago. I mean, amazing, like a loin. So I figured that that cow also provided for my PS5. So it's kind of like you got to use the whole steak. animal, as they say. Well, so, listen, I've got yeah. so much cow in my freezer right now. That's actually one additional <laughs> cow because they already kill one cow to make each oh. PS5. Yeah. Fun the little fact it? there, little Snapple yeah. fact. Yeah, really <laughs> Snapple fact. Listen, that's, that's actually good because yeah. you know what? That is actually taking away from the greenhouse gases because I've taken one cow or oh, two no. out of the picture. <laughs> wow, okay, all right? all right. I'm saving the planet one bite <laughs> at now. a time. So well, I think uh, I, I, I'm starting to regret bringing this up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know. Yeah, maybe it wasn't a cow. Never make fun of my Mass Effect take ever again. Yes, okay? yes, yeah. it's fine, it's fine, well, it's fine. Yeah. Maybe. I don't maybe. think Dan ever opposes somebody hating a, a series of games. That's the <laughs> I, I don't. Even if he likes it, he's like, all right, somebody's hating something, I'm down. This yeah, is true. So. Uh, shout true out to that Mama Rocks, our uh, community manager. She is currently in Chicago, which is her she first is. visit to the United States ever. Nice. So, wow. hey, yes, she ate Portillo's. She did? Did she? I i asked her if she had the chocolate cake shake if not i don't know she needs to go back I'm she can to get... she can answer if she's still yeah. on <clears throat> i'm gonna let you know because well, i will send promise, you some man. money to go get some more because it's amazing <laughs> amazing that's awesome I, so i hope you're having a great beef. time mama say it again no she did have the beef which uh also from cow so <laughs> from just cow. throwing that out there from cow. <laughs> it is cow, it is cow. <laughs> from cow 
All right, we're going to move on from cows and move into, uh, hopefully anyway, what we're currently playing. And again, uh, I'm going to be very boring here, so I won't go because all I have played, I haven't played hardly any games all week, but when I have, it's been Halo and Rocket League, so very boring. Um, Anyway, so Luke, you've been playing anything good, and if you say Avengers, I'm going to kick you off the show. Avengers, I'd like you to kick me (laughs) off so I can go play Avengers. Really, not much new. I uh, enjoyed the Halo events that they had multiplayer-wise. I'm anxious for them to get a few fixes in. Uh, I've been playing a new an upcoming indie title called uh, Blackwind, which is okay. is fun hack and slash indie game. But uh, I'm stuck, and there's it's not out yet, so I, can't, I don't know where to go. So, <laughs> like I'm really stuck. Um, That's yeah, always the new. interesting thing. We talked about last week. We had a good conversation about game reviews and early access and the experience of reviewing a game before it's released, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the funny things we probably didn't bring up is that when you are playing a game like that where you can like get stuck, mm-hmm. get lost, not know what to do, there's no recourse. Because we've, right. so, we've gotten so spoiled in today's industry where you can just go on YouTube or Google it mm-hmm. and you can get your answer in you know four seconds where um, you can't do that when mm-hmm. no one's played the game. It, that's always funny. <clears throat> yeah I, I got uh, a message from uh, jam pack sam who hosts a my am, am i like sorry go ahead no you i heard you fine i think sorry sorry okay my my i roboted on my end so i was making sure i didn't over talk someone uh, i got a message yeah. from jam pack sam who hosts his own xbox thing asking me specifically like hey did you get past this part no i did not <laughs> I, I am stuck also it's just funny wow mm. that's awesome yeah, I uh, pride myself on never looking anything up, no matter how frustrated I am. I just <laughs> don't Google stuff. So when it's time for review stuff, I'm like, all right, this is it. No no option, really, except for to push through. So I enjoy it. And also, I really like the uh, the kind of culture among reviewers to like message one another and be like, yo, like what? What are you doing for that? Or yeah, uh, yeah. I had a uh, I had a bug in the ascent when I was reviewing it, which uh, apparently was a bug. I didn't know it was a bug, but a quest just wouldn't complete, despite being like at the quest marker. You know what I mean? It just would not complete. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah. I messaged Jez, and I was like, "You have this problem." We went back and forth for a while, like, "Where are you?" And I was like, screenshotting the map and trying to figure out what quest it was. And yeah, it's just all that to just end up knowing that it was a bug and it wasn't my fault. So. Yeah, I've had that happen before where I've had to like go to the Discord and talk to the developers and be like, yeah. am I stupid? And then sometimes they're like, yeah, you know, you're yeah, stupid. Yes, and you are. Times, yeah. yeah, other times they're like, uh, hold, please. <laughs> that should be happening. So it's usually yep. that. Usually if I get stuck, something's wrong with the game. And you can kind of tell, you know, you know how you have like a gamer intuition where you know something's not mm-hmm. working right because you've just yeah. played so many games. And yeah, I, I yeah. kind of know when, when something's wrong. What else you guys been playing, man? Anything good? Yeah, what else, Luke? That's pretty much it. There's not been a lot, you know? There's really not been a lot that's been new. Waiting on Dying Light. Curious if I'll start Elden Ring. Because I really want to like Elden Ring. Like, I really want to. But I'm not good at the hardcore Souls one. I can do Darksiders and Jedi Fallen Order and Lords of the Fallen. But, like, those are the easy baby modes. So I don't think I can handle it. Come on, man. You did did Legendary Legendary Halo Infinite's probably harder than any Dark Souls game. Would be my probably i just don't understand yeah. it's, it's just a different type of difficult yeah different yeah. Type of difficult. yeah that's true yeah i um, i i keep saying on shows that um and this sounds kind of strange i think but i don't know if you'd agree um uh travis but there's a lot of people i'm seeing who uh because of the hype of elden ring 
I'm seeing a lot of comments like, uh, I've never been good at the Souls games. I haven't been able to get through them, but because Elden Ring's open world and because it's you know new, I'm going to give it a shot. And after playing the technical test, uh, I'm concerned that there's going to be a lot of people who go buy this game and they get to the first main boss because there's kind of mini bosses, <clears throat> get to the first real boss if they get that far because it's that's even challenging, but get to the first main boss who is a B and they're just going to be like, nope can't do it again mm-hmm. so uh i talked to i forget who i talked to about souls 3 the other day but like apparently uh oh, miles i was talking on miles's show yesterday on chatterdays and he said that if you look at xbox and you look at dark souls 3 the achievement for beating iodex gundir who is the tutorial boss that's the boss before yeah. you even get to firelink shrine only has like a 60 percent completion rate so i beat him, I beat him. <laughs> yes you're one yeah. of us dan well yeah <laughs> So uh, I, 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 I kind of have... caution people about if you think Elden Ring is going to be vastly different from Souls games and you're suddenly going to love it and be able to get through it, be careful. I kind of would give the opposite caution, which is that I don't actually think that the Souls games are difficult. I think they're not, that that hard. They're not as hard as people make they're, them. They're out. really not. I, I think they have they have a reputation for being difficult because their style is more roguelike before mm-hmm. roguelikes were really a thing, but. Uh, it, it's not actually that hard. Like maybe maybe getting through the beginning of the game is tough, but as soon as you unlock the ability to have multiplayer, like if you really wanted to, you could roll through the entire game with four people and like steamroll every boss without really doing anything. So I would encourage people who are intimidated to still play the game um, because most people who play it, you know, it takes a little bit of trial and error, like any any good game worth uh, taking the challenge for. But mm-hmm. you can you can. You can figure it out. It's really not that hard. I think I think the difficulty is overhyped sometimes. So yeah, yeah. And Jordan points out in the chat too that one of the benefits here of Elden Ring is that it's full on co op this time, right? Whereas you could yeah. summon before, but that was a kind of a mechanic and it wasn't kind of flawless yeah. and always available. So co op could change that as well. Dan, yeah, that's I think how I got my I think friends what, into them. Yeah. I think what we should do, Travis, me and you should just Sherpa Dan through the game. Yeah. Wait, Dan, I, offered to I do want that. a Sherpa. <laughs> yeah, I offer to do that to people all the time because uh, I have friends who only play like Call of Duty and Madden every year. I would not like call them like hardcore gamers or people who would normally play Souls games, but they really wanted to try Dark Souls 3. So I said, all right, play it with me. I'll just be your guys' summon. We'll roll through every part together. And we had like a stack of four people. And like they got through the entire game without really breaking a sweat because I knew it so well and was able to guide them. And then they got bit by that experience. They were like, that was super fun. Now I want to play it on my own. And they all played like yeah. solo playthroughs. So the, I think the training wheels run is a real thing. And it, it's a really good um, kind of uh, 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 starter drug, I guess. <laughs> it was a gateway, a gateway drug. <laughs> a gateway to, drug. Uh, to, to <clears throat> playing the Souls game. So yeah, I, I would encourage people to play it. It's not that hard. And I'll, I'll Sherpa you if it really is that hard. Yeah, so <laughs> Does it have crossplay? Like if Joe's playing it, could That's he jump into my game? That is a good question. Doubt I don't it. know that off the top of my head. I, I, I doubt it. That, as well. uh, I don't think that publisher's done any crossplay yet. So gotcha. Bummer. Yeah. Bummer. Um, no. So <laughs> <laughs> that's where I'm at. You know. But you know. Go for it, guys. Uh yeah. Elden Elden Ring does not. No. I don't have cross. Bummer. Because I was so, I would have yeah, loved to think so. jump it. You know what I mean? Like to have somebody like, like Joe is my soul's guy. And if any time a game doesn't do crossplay, I get good. very frustrated. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's good. that's less of a Sherpa, more of a handicap, yeah. but you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Travis, um, play anything good for um, for IGN? 
Yeah, I'm playing lots of stuff. Uh, so uh, as you guys know, I, last uh, last week I talked about my first three reviews for IGN that I've all been assigned, um, and actually had a really a really funny thing. I was on this show last week talking about the Dying Light 2 post, how they said it was a 500-hour game, and I was laughing about it. As soon as that tweet came out, I could not stop joking about that. I was making jokes about like, oh, well, you got to make room for 500 hours of Dying Light, right? Like just laughing about it to anybody who would listen. And then uh, through a an unexpected confluence of events where involving people getting unexpectedly sick and having to cancel and travel and other stuff, uh, my boss at IGN told me that I will be reviewing Dying Light 2. So <laughs> I have received some instant karma in this regard, uh, and I will now be playing the 500-hour game Dying Light 2. So I get my code tomorrow. Um, I'm excited for that, and I'll just be playing as much as that as I can before it comes out. Uh, but until yeah. then, I just finished my review of Windjammers 2. That will be live on January oh, 20th. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you're playing that? Are you reviewing it as well? <laughs> he just blurts uh, it out. I'm playing that. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I am reviewing, like I'm playing it for, for impressions. For impressions, Sorry. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I, I did the I did the IGN's <laughs> review for that. So I can't really talk about my review. It's still embargoed until the 20th, but in four days you can read my review um, on IGN. And then uh, I've been playing some other games too. I'm, I'm, I, as you know, Ains, I'd replayed through all the Halo games, uh, uh, take my girlfriend through it. And, and now we're doing all the Years of War games. So we're like at the very end That's of awesome. Years of War 4. That's so um, I, it's, I saw you playing yeah. 4 and I was like, why is he doing that? And then I remembered, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're, uh, she's, she's really in the mood for just mindless shooters and she's really been enjoying both Halo and Gears. So she's, she's hooked on the Xbox ecosystem right now, uh, which nice. is cool um yeah he really likes four and i'm i can't wait to show her five because i know that's going to be your favorite one that game is great five um, is great five is underappreciated in my opinion is it i i i don't know i i i think i reviewed that game too and i gave it a pretty good score so i i just really like the, what that game did the open world yeah. stuff and all that i think she's going to be totally like blown away by that um so yeah been playing gears uh i've also been playing i played uh have you guys played this game out of space it's no. like a, a couch. It's a couch co-op game like Overcooked. It's like a, okay. you, know, you get four players and <laughs> you have to uh, basically manage your furniture on a spaceship and and clean things. And it it's like one of those games where you're like, all right, this seems like a very stupid premise. And then you're like screaming at the screen because it's <laughs> you know you have to manage like 15 different things at once. And you're like, oh god, like somebody do this and somebody do that. Uh, and so I played that. Uh, yesterday I had a couple friends over and we were playing that in co-op and it was uh, a really good time. So um, yeah, a little bit of uh, review nice. stuff, a little bit of random games have not been playing as much Halo infinite as I would like. Um, I'm going to probably get back into that once, uh, once my destiny grinding is done. I've also been playing destiny because uh, the witch queen comes out in February. I'm reviewing it, which means that I've got to get my character in the optimal position uh, so that I can be off to the races on uh, February 22nd when the game comes out, because yeah. as a live service game, you don't get early codes for destiny. They used to do on-site reviews at Bungie HQ in Washington, uh, but they don't do that right now because of COVID. So I'm just going to be playing it at the same time everyone else is. And, and I've got to get that, uh, get that now. Uh, Tao asks if uh, out of, out of space is co-op uh, mm -hmm. online co-op it's couch co-op only. Um, mm. which I thought was pretty interesting and also appropriate. There's no split screen. It's all on one screen. So uh, yeah, it, screen, it, yeah. it, feel, it feels like a game that was meant for uh, couch co-op. But yeah, it's very good. Um, anyway, a, a so Halo yeah, playing play, you guys. 
Yeah. You mentioned Halo. The do you find yourself as since you're not into it right now? I find myself excited to come back for the events, but because my battle pass is done, less inclined <clears throat> to go back uh, as often unless there is an event of some sort. And that's very different than like 10 years ago when I would have played Halo. Is that affecting your gameplay at all? Not, Not really. Me. For me, it, for me, it's really just a, a time thing. Like I, I, I have other games on my checklist, but anytime my I'm idle and it's like, hey, time to play a competitive multiplayer game because that's what I do by default when I'm idle is like Halo. I'm just gonna hop mm. on Halo like that. Gotcha. It feels so yeah. good to me. Um, also, I'm not done with my battle pass. <laughs> I have not had that kind of time, so I'm like <laughs> level 75 or something. So gotcha. Yeah, you know, Luke, I finished it. You know, it's for, all I feel like. So I, I finished it, yeah, you know, a long time ago. Um, the good news is, I think for if you if people weren't aware, and this is not, we didn't really have it in our news items, but uh, if you are playing Halo, so next week or this week, I guess, in a few days, brings a lot of stuff. So. The big team battle fix is coming so finally because if you didn't know big God. team battle has had issues the matchmaking issues for a few weeks which has been annoying so we can finally play that again uh they got a new free event the cyber showdown event coming uh along with that is uh, a new game mode which should be attrition which i believe is kind of like the execution style game mode with revives i think uh Whoa. coming this week they also announced okay, potentially yeah they also announced potentially king of the hill that was mentioned um, and they've got some other, um, there's one other thing I'm forgetting, uh, game modes. those are, those are coming just not this week. Those are, um, yeah, I think those were, were yeah. those data mines? Uh, yes. And, yeah. yeah. So, so was the, um, the stuff from this week's event, which you can find on the site, by the way, if you, uh, you want to see the 10 rewards, it's very similar to the winter one where there's 10 free rewards, um, and, and a bunch of things to log on every stuff. day, basically. Probably, yeah, yeah. Uh, along with the new game mode and stuff. Oh, and they're 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 doing some. Um, they've got a bigger update. They said coming in February, which is going to address PC cheaters uh, and uh, the ranking system. They're making some adjustments as well. So again, we, you know, this game will just evolve pretty quickly. I think this year. And um, someone asked me, "What's my game of the? What do you think the game of the year for 2022 is?" I said, "Halo multiplayer." Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I was on, Travis got me all excited to the idea of a campaign uh yes. dlc this year and after going through this game on uh heroic legendary easy three times finishing the campaign you played I, it on easy uh what's a real do, difficulty what did i do that for oh oh because i missed on my legendary run i missed the achievement for eight hours by 30 minutes mm. oh, and boy. so i was like all right here we go i'm just gonna blast through this real quick because i wanted that achievement i was really bummed uh missed it by 30 minutes so i just ran through on easy to get that achievement um i earned nice. i earned my my clout with the legendary run and i'll do a lasso at some point but i'm not oh i'm gonna do the lasso i also haven't gotten the tank weapon everybody's been using for the cheese i haven't i haven't even like gone into that i know that it exists Same. but uh i'm yeah. gonna try to do lasso without it because it seems like to take all the fun of it like i saw somebody on yeah. lasso kill kill eshram in one shot with it and i was just like come on man that's not <laughs> I, yeah. I want I want a footage of me actually going through the gauntlet. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, um, Dan, anything you want to talk about in terms of currently playing or the kind of the same yeah, rotation? Stuff. Pretty much, Cyberpunk and Tales of Arise is basically all playing, I'm playing. playing Cyberpunk. Oh wow, before, Tales of Arise. The update? I would not have guessed that. Yeah. Huh? No, I, I said no, you're playing I'm... Cyberpunk again before the update. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it again though. I mean, it's once it comes the update comes out, I'll I'll jump back on it. It looks good still. I mean, I, I still. I, with that game, my favorite part of it is the builds and yeah. being able to find 
Like I know you when you started it, you you kind of did like a kind of a gun, you know. I did high, a high crit kind of stuff. That's kind of what I've been doing on this. I one. did high crit slash uh, hacking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This one is just pure, like athletic. You know, kind of guns akimbo running around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that's uh, Sandavistan. You know where it slows down time. Yes. You know I've got it to the point now where it's just I can basically use it, run around people shoot them in the face with super high crits and then i have like a two second cooldown, and then i just do it again and so it's just gotten <laughs> to the point where it's just ridiculous but that that's kind of the thing with tails it's just i'm just trying to enjoy that one as i'm playing it you know and just kind of taking everything in there's a lot to it and it's it's really really good so far so nice i was i, I, I gotta be getting pretty close you for a uh for a tales of arise guy but that game is yeah. really good i mean yeah it's it's super good it's it's kind of it kind of reminds me of I, mean, I don't know. I'm almost like a Final Fantasy remake. They, you know, the the combat does at least a little bit. Um, I really like the art style. Uh, it's kind of cell shaded, and uh, it's it's really fun. And the, it's a little bit cheesy here and there. In it's some cheesy, the but the story is good. It, yeah, the story worth, is really it's good. Worth the, it's 100%. worth the cheese, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good game. Totally agree. Yeah. That's one I wanted to actually get to. I'm kind of mixed on JRPGs. I wanted to get to that one, and I so just... am I too. Uh, Ains, I am too. But Tales of Arise is definitely worth it, even for yeah, for yeah. people. Who I've heard, yeah. yeah, a lot of people have told me the same. It's really, really good, and it's like I, my problem now, right? Is one, I played too much Halo, and two, uh, I'm looking at the calendar with Dying Light two two weeks away, and that really kicks off this first quarter, which is you know, there's I'm never going to touch anything else but Elden Ring and Horizon for like probably a month or two. So, mm. yeah. All right. Oh man. Yeah, we're close. We are close. We've been talking I'm about this first quarter for months now, but we're close. <laughs> <I'm so laughs> um, all right, guys, why don't we get over to our uh, our main topic? And uh, first, I wanted to talk today because there's some rumored kind of major delays coming. And, uh, you know, I had a conversation with some people the other day around the first kind of half of the year and what we know, uh, particularly relating to Xbox. So there's there's some interesting kind of nuances here. And Luke, um, you know, I know you've had a lot of conversations on this, obviously running an Xbox show. You've had some conversations with people like Jeff Grubb about, you know, some kind of insight into what's coming and things of that nature. So I wanted to talk about this because it's an interesting kind of um, uh, uh, two sides of a coin, if you will, um, where we're two weeks into January and already Xbox Game Pass has kind of had like two to three big announcements which is we had our first drop of the year in terms of uh game pass games which included mm -hmm. uh some quality indies like spelunky 2 but also included mass effect legendary edition which is obviously big uh mm -hmm. if your name's not luke mm -hmm. and then uh they announced uh ubisoft uh you know kind of working with them clo uh, more closely and rainbow six extraction which releases here in a few days later this week um and i can't say anything about it yet i've been um uh that's being reviewed so you'll you'll see that here in a few days uh stay tuned for that but that you know even though that wasn't going to blow the doors off and i think a lot of people are mixed on we've talked before about rainbow six extraction and kind of the lack of hype for that game but it's it's still a big publisher game right mm -hmm. um and then i think uh kind of the biggest announcement was just this week as well we got the announcement that the hitman trilogy from io interactive uh is coming next week as well same day Actually, uh, Extraction and Hitman Trilogy both coming on January 20th. So, um, you know, this is uh, 
a huge game for IO Interactive, the biggest they've ever done. The trilogy has, uh, you know, is really beloved. Hitman 3 was on a lot of kind of people's game of the year's list. I know, Dan, it was your favorite game of the year, um, and you continue to play it. So this is a big get as well, um, especially for people like me, because um, I played 3 and enjoyed it, but I've never, I didn't get the whole collection with 1 and 2. So just to have this show up on Game Pass next week is fantastic. So we're two weeks into the year, and Game Pass is already coming out of the gate, just crushing it. But on the flip side of that, which I wanted to kind of ask your guys' input on, is when you look at the calendar of kind of major releases, we just got through a, a fantastic kind of six-month stretch for Xbox with Psychonauts 2 and Flight Sim and Forza Horizon 5, Halo Infinite, and all these things we talked about extensively over the holidays. But now it's kind of like flipped with PlayStation again, right? PlayStation went dry for a bit. Now Xbox is, you know, it's just the way game development works. So now we're at a period where there's going to be kind of months long here where there's really no big Xbox release. We've got the Crossfire X campaign coming. Early impressions aren't looking so great on that. We'll see how it ends up. Um, we just got a Stalker 2, which was a three-month timed exclusive for Xbox, supposedly coming in April. That's been delayed all the way to December now. Um, and so now we're looking at this first half of the year for Xbox from a first-party perspective where it feels like they're going to have to rely on Game Pass to really kind of keep them afloat, not keep them afloat. That's a bad way to say it, but you know what I mean? Kind of keep people engaged. Sure. Yeah, Yeah, keep people engaged, momentum, et cetera. And with the deals that we're seeing in these first two weeks, the question I have for you guys is, one, do you kind of see that the same way? Uh, And two, how do you think Xbox is really going to uh, really push with Game Pass in this first half of the year? Do you see bigger deals coming that um you know people may not be expecting or anticipating so luke i'll start with you like i said uh you know obviously talk about this stuff uh all the time so yeah uh it is to me it's neat to see that we're almost repeating last year in that playstation's front loaded at the beginning of the year and xbox's uh titles are going to be at the end of the year uh in this case xbox unexpectedly stalker two which is really being dubbed as an Xbox game by a lot of people, despite it's only a three-month exclusivity, which is yeah. very quiet. Uh, a lot of people aren't realizing that. Um, and it was Dr. Mo uh, who, who reminded me of that uh, yeah. recently. And I, I, I like it because that cadence of back and forth is really great for gamers because it pushes, all right, Sony's going to need to do something in the latter half of the year to keep momentum. Microsoft, to, to your point, is going to have to do something in the front half of this year. Um, I like that. I saw the rumor about Redfall being delayed. Uh, if that is the case, that is a big blow to a very, very light Xbox lineup this year. That's one of the I other ones I was going to mention. Yeah. So that came out on what? On Defining Duke, I believe, right? Cog and yes. Matt were mentioning that they the rumblings kind of happening mm-hmm. that Redfall is going to get delayed as well. Right. Of course and it is. It, we haven't seen gameplay and it's supposed to come out this year. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it... it it, ma- it begs the question, all right, it's not just a matter of what's Xbox going to do to keep momentum in the first half of the year, but what about the entire calendar year? Redfall and Starfield are the two known quantities. Beyond that, what else do you have? Uh, I don't think you can hang your hat on Tunic in terms of big momentum, uh, despite excitement for it. Stalker 2 was a three-month window. It is now an exclusive for 2022 in this new uh, delay, but <laughs> you know, I don't know what they're, they're going to have to do something in order to keep momentum if they want to keep this this hype generated one thing that they have shown to do to continue excitement for their known quantities is they're very good at releasing content for their games like state of decay 2 continues to get high level updates sea of thieves got the 
the Pirates of the Caribbean thing last year, which was major. Um, they're going on all cylinders. Master Chief Collection got a ton of love and support. Um, you have to think Infinite, given their quick responses to so much feedback, is going to continue to improve. But they're going to need something because uh, the most confident I am is in the Starfield, and that's not very confident because to Travis's point, we haven't seen gameplay of Redfall, much less Starfield. It's just that Howard is like definitively saying, oh, it's definitely this, Jim. All right, your salesman, you sell your lot. game. We've seen a lot of Starfield, though, without seeing gameplay. So uh, I, I fully expect that he'll do that thing that he normally does where he waits until like five months before the game is out and then just opens the floodgate and shows you everything. So Major I presentation will, at E3 this year. Yeah, the second half of 2022, will you will not be able to get away from Starfield. It'll be yeah. just like the Fallout 4 stuff. It'll be uh, unbelievable. Which, and yeah, good, good, but I, I don't have a good answer for you, Ains, and I wish I did. Come uh, on. You have to. Well, the, what else could they get, right? <laughs> they've gotten the Mass Effect. They've gotten everything from Bethesda, which is Doom, Wolfenstein, all the Dishonored. They've got all these franchises that are, are now into their catalog, IO. They're building a relationship with them, which has to bode well for the future uh, relations between the two companies, uh, whatever that means. Uh, but what else is there? Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed are the only two big flagship franchises i can think of and you play is a thing uh or ubisoft plus i'm sorry ubisoft plus is a thing so i don't know what else there is that's big enough to make a splash um but so we've got let, let me let me interject there if you don't mind please. so the let me throw this out to you guys um you know we think about what we know is coming this year that's already been delayed and, and should realistically launched this year as planned gotham knights you mentioned earlier right mm -hmm. you've got um uh kill the justice league or kill suit whatever the hell it's called i always I don't think that's happening this year okay all right so we'll, we'll see i mean rocksteady has said but who knows right um which looks great uh we've got obviously elden rings really close um what, what's the other game i was thinking of damn it um anyway my point being is, do you see them trying to uh, kind of really put the uh, the funding into um, grabbing another one, two, three of these major third-party games, AAA games, uh, for Game Pass launches? Yes, I absolutely do. I absolutely do. I expect to see MLB The Show in there again. Uh, if they could land Gotham Knights, that would be great. Suicide Squad would make more sense, but I just don't think that's happening this year, given the the idea that we haven't seen much Gotham Knights, we don't have a release date. Is it, are they going to do two DC games back to back same year uh, without a major movie releasing this year? Cause Batman is so close. It's not going to tie in with that one. So I just don't know. Um, I, I don't have a good answer there, but I'm, what else could they do? Right. They're going to have to cut some deals somewhere. And they did that with outriders. They showed they would do that, which for all your thoughts of outriders, that was a big get for them at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so I am curious to know what's going to happen. And I expect to see deals made. I also expect to see remasters announced for this year. Uh, somehow, some way, they're going to have to do something. Sony's good at doing that. I think Xbox is going to need to do something with Gears franchise uh, to the latter half of the year just to fill out their catalog. Because what else do they have at this point for this calendar year if Redfall is gone? Yeah, I feel like that yeah, could pack killed remasters. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, Not right for, for Xbox for a, for a while. Let me uh let me get a couple comments before you guys uh Dan and Travis comment. So uh Pixelbit G says I am hoping this is the last year where Xbox doesn't have at least one first party game every quarter. And that's something that uh we've been talking about here for a very long time, Dan and I in particular, uh for a few years now. So I think that will probably be true. I think that would have definitely been true if it weren't for the pandemic. Uh 
Um, and, but that's just throwing a wrench into everything. But I think, you know, we keep saying that there will come a time to where that'll be true. There's just too much development staff not for that not to be true. Excuse me. Uh, Dano says, uh, like you, Luke, I expect a few DLC expansions for the Halo co-op, see at these flight sim, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, Pixelbit also says, I think Forza Motorsport is the only other first party game, but that is not confirmed for this year yet. Um, yeah. I can say I that, um, I think it will be as well. I hope it will be. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough when I was reviewing Horizon to speak to some people who have played it um, and some of the development staff, so I have a little bit of insight. Um, but, uh, again, there's nothing I've heard that definitively says it's it's coming this year. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Dan, what are your thoughts here, man? I'll, I'll go over to you in terms of um, exactly this topic. Like, does I, I know this doesn't really bother us for instance because we just play whatever comes out and there's plenty of games to play regardless of yep. the platform but when you look at kind of you know when your your anticipation for things and you think about mm-hmm. where they're landing um stalker getting delayed redfall potentially getting delayed you know what do you think they do here um to kind of as we said keep the momentum well you, you kind of have to to luke's point you know go the third party route um the problem is you know what's out there that they can get you know i mean probably anything they want mlb 22 <laughs> would be amazing but they haven't even announced anything about it there's a player lockout in baseball right now so that's that may not even happen you know they i didn't know that idea. i didn't yeah. know that so, yeah yeah there's so there's yeah there's literally no business anything i don't even know what that is right. <laughs> it's a strike basically well, right, yeah it, it might not even <laughs> come out at all like in on any platform so uh we haven't seen anything about it you know there's been no you know, releases, uh, something like Outriders, you know, as you know, like Luke said, as much as it kind of fell on its face, you know, when it came out, it was still a big get for them. And I think that's mm-hmm. what they need again. Uh, and, and it's going to have to carry them for this year. Uh, I, I, I always, you know, my, my $1 thing runs out in April. You remember when they got the $1 game wow. pass. So, you know, up until this point, I haven't cared one bit, you know, so now, you, I kind of have to look at it and go, okay, what, you know, I'm going to keep it going, obviously, because I'm an idiot. But it, Yeah, it you who matter. spends leather yeah. on his PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> I have leather on my PlayStation, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. I have codes out my butt. So the, the, the problem then becomes, you know, what am I getting for this, you know, this price, this $15 a month? You know, I'm, you know, and this is just me, and this is not everyone's. Value is completely subjective. So, you know, Hitman coming to the service is an amazing get for them. It is. You know, yeah, it also yeah. came out last year, so that does nothing for me personally. Sure. It's great. And I'm I'm probably gonna play it again, you know, and because I that's actually where I started playing Hitman was on the Xbox. And the only reason I got it on the PS5 was because they had it for VR and I was reviewing it. Um so so this is gonna be good. I'm gonna play it through that. I, I actually I might have bought it already. I'm gonna be honest with you, I might have it. It was a good chance. So <laughs> not, not to interrupt you, my, my yeah. dog has just broken through the door, which he managed yes. to jump on and open and Bruce? now knocked in. Uh, that's Paul, my puppy, oh, and now Paul. knocked into the camera while coming to say hello. So sorry mm-hmm. if you heard any of that. Give that fluff him some love. Oh, no, he's, he's adorable, man. But he has figured out how to open doors. He literally jumps up, hits the door handle and puts both paws on it Fantastic. and then comes through the door. Yeah. Awesome. So, anyway, sorry, Dan. No, you're fine. Uh, and you know, Starfield, I'm super excited for that one this year. That's kind of up there on my uh, top five for what I'm expecting. But then again, that doesn't come out till November. And, you know, maybe it gets delayed. Maybe it doesn't. I really hope it doesn't. Um, Starfield? Starfield, yeah. 
Zero yeah, percent no chance that game gets lit. No way. You you really think so? Really? Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I, agree I'm, with, I'm, I agree I'm, with Travis. They almost yeah, can't, yeah. right? I mean, it, they really can't. That's also they just not nothing. how Bethesda works. Name one time Bethesda, the, the That's proper true. Bethesda nope. studio has ever delayed a game. Ever. Yeah. yeah they'll launch that thing there. bugged up like Oblivion. crazy. That was the last time. <laughs> it won't matter. But no, yeah, I... I, I I actually talked about this on NXS cast with Dash and, and that group the, earlier in the week is you got to think about what's gone, the history of what's gone on with Starfield coming to Xbox, right? This is a game that the biggest game for Bethesda Softworks in many, many years. It's a game that Sony tried to, ex- tried to buy paid exclusivity for, timed exclusivity for, right? Xbox came over the top, buys Bethesda. One of the big reasons or one of the reasons from a game perspective we heard that is about Starfield's potential and how big this is going to be. They announce it a year in advance. They say it's already completely playable. This entire year is just polished. And they have no other big AAA title planned for this holiday. There is zero chance that game's not coming out. That's they also thinking. haven't yeah. released a game in how many years? Three, it's four like years? years since Fallout 4 came out? How long ago was that? Oh, Fallout 4 was longer than three, oh, four years, man. Years Isn't that 2018, yeah. 2017? That was Fallout 76, maybe. Yeah, Fallout 76. That Fallout wasn't 4 Bethesda, was, though. That was Zenimax. Yeah, Fallout what? 4 was way farther back than that. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think it was that far. Come on. Really? We're talking about what they could do for 2015. For... Oh my god. So they yeah, so they've been working on Starfield for like eight years then, if you if you're working backwards <laughs> from their pre pre-production team. So, pre-production, yeah. yeah. I, I, I really just don't think that that there's any chance this game gets delayed. It's also just not really in, in Bethesda's DNA to delay big games from uh the, their main studio no. it, they just don't do that the last time they did that was oblivion and that was just because the 360 console came out and they had problems with making like their first console game you know their first console main game uh but but that that's like that was like three months <laughs> it was like not a big delay yeah. I, I, the you... problem is you know you look at that game and then you know you have the cyberpunk effect we saw last year where we have a game that was, was played, you know, for eight years it was in development or however long it was since The Witcher 3. And it really, really was awesome. You know, I mean, no, oh, <laughs> it, I it, thought it, that's it, where you're going. Well, I mean, you, you, you saw the, the reaction to what happened. You don't want that to happen again. Now you have, well, you know, you're, you're a little better shape only because now you're, you're able to focus on really one ecosystem. You don't have to worry about it. You know, it should be playable through all the Xbox consoles, obviously, and PC. Well, it's but... next gen only. Remember, too, it's serious. Yeah, this is next gen. I didn't know that. So even yeah. better. You know, so you've but got what if that that's going their for big you, which is nice. Game Pass get. What if that's the big Game Pass get? Is they rebirth those games, relaunch them by launching them into Game Pass as well, and get people's eyes on Cyberpunk what once games? again? Cyberpunk. Oh no, yeah, I didn't know where you were going with that, Luke. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Bethesda. I'm sorry. Um, that's that's a good one. Yeah, one thing I one thing I mentioned the other night was exactly that. You guys think Cyberpunk because they can launch it in parallel or in a simultaneously with the next gen next gen patch. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and it basically also say, give, hey, look, Cyberpunk's here. It's yeah. fixed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're, you're going to get more eyes on it, right? More players playing the fix, for lack of a better word, version of it, um, which could be really good as well. My hot, my hot take on Cyberpunk is that it kind of did nothing wrong and it just launched at the wrong time. So if you think about it cyberpunk's you know main versions which were on the xbox series x which is where i played it and then on pc worked 
they they were fine they were they were glitchy but they were as glitchy as you would expect a lot of open world rpgs are a game that big yeah yeah fallout 4 skyrim that all these games have had tons of glitches when they come out and people deal with them because they're at least playable the reason cyberpunk did so poorly is because on the old consoles xbox one and ps4 it was unplayable and they clearly did not optimize those versions at all and I think they were a victim of the fact that they came out right around the time those consoles were new and nobody had them because of the, you know, COVID and the PC shortage and all that stuff that, that happened. Uh, actually, maybe that was pre-COVID, was it? I think it was like just right before, uh, right? No. Yeah, somewhere right around. No. We were was it no, during? full-blown COVID. Yeah, we were, that was full-blown because COVID was March full-blown? of 2020 okay, yeah, where yeah. it really... Yeah, kicked off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it was it was full blown COVID. Um, full blown COVID. I, I think, um, yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, it, like, it, like if you um, if you play Halo Infinite on Xbox One, it it is really bad. It barely runs, and and I really? think that cyber. Oh yeah, yeah. I I did it for my wiki. I played it on the original Xbox One, the the OG <laughs> vanilla one, and it it's it runs at like fifteen frames per second. It's like I was gonna really say I, bad. I, I thought it was. Yeah. I knew it was only thirty frame target, but I thought you know I've seen some people say it still looks good, but who knows? I haven't no, tried. It it. it 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 is pretty unstable for from okay. at least from my testing on my original uh, Xbox One model, the the vanilla version. It it does it does fine on One S and One X and all that, but. I actually think that lots of games are guilty of the same thing that cyberpunk was guilty of. It's just that it's a lot more acceptable now because people kind of expect those games to not run on the older consoles. Uh, When cyberpunk came out, no one had the new consoles. And I just think everyone was playing on a version of the game that wasn't optimized. Like the PS4 Mm -hmm. and Xbox one versions were just really bad. So I, I I think, uh, I, I think Bethesda's in a much better spot, uh, holistically and in the timeline and also they if there's anything that has come good of cyberpunk definitively it's that it's made everybody cautious and delay their games and i think that's great (laughs) because nobody wants to be a new cyberpunk and i i think that if if you're releasing a huge game you've been working on for a long time you're probably immediately they probably say cyberpunk every week i bet you it's a mantra on the wall in every big rpg studio of like you know a a lesson learned um so never forget i say yeah Um, if they can take that lesson and apply it that's fine (laughs) all right you we have seen so many games so many games launch you know, with server issues, Halo bucked that trend, which was awesome. Yes. You know, it was, it was amazing to see it come out. They delayed it for a year and they, you know, for the most part, aside from, you know, the, the battle pass that people were upset about, but that that's easily fixable, right? This wasn't, you know, but you, you see Outriders launch all kinds of server issues. Hitman 3, when it launched, you couldn't even connect your old games to it because of whatever issues that they were having. Diablo you know, it, 2 was broken like every right. other day. You you they you see these things happen and nobody either seems to learn from it or there's something they can't stop. You know, it's just <laughs> like okay, we're just yeah. gonna have to deal with this when it when it releases. You know, and I and Bethesda, you know, as much as I'm rooting for them and I want this to be good because I'm a huge Skyrim and Fallout Four fan, I I know what I'm expecting is because of what I've gotten in the past. Fallout Four was a disgusting, broken mess. Still loved it. Cyberpunk, same way for me but I loved it. You know, I mean, you know, so, but I, I'm still, I just don't want them to be in that position, I guess. I don't, I don't want, I think this is a huge, huge thing for, for game pass this year. And I don't want them to, and, and it has to be like Ian said, you know, it kind of has to be with, unless they come out 
and get some big, big third-party games like, you know, Gotham Knights. I, that's what I want. Like last year, when I was kind of evaluating what I was playing on on Game Pass, you know, I don't play a lot of the indie games. Obviously, I don't play a lot of the multiplayer games. Rainbow Six what a loser. It does nothing <laughs> for me. Stalker Two <laughs> kind of looked cool, I, you yeah. know, but you know, now we got to wait for that. Redfall, I was pretty excited for, but we'll see what happens there. Um, so, so everybody's going to kind of, I think, look at what it provides for them, and then they're going to make that decision. You know, of course. I, I actually I have Game Pass muted on my Twitter because that's yeah. all I ever see. It's like some kind of golden child that is always raised up and I'm just like, okay, that's enough. But anyway, <laughs> I want to see these, you know, I want to see these third-party deals. That's what's going to keep me in the Game Pass. It's not the first-party stuff because I know that's going to be coming. And we all, like we said, you know, it's you, you got to get to that point where that service is indispensable. It's not there yet. I don't think. What? Really? Not for no, it is. Well, you got to think about think what Dan is. says he plays. That's the right point. for that's me. Like, but yeah, but yeah, but that's 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 the thing. You know, everybody thinks that they're all the same people. They're not. You know. Well, I mean, it's, why, it's why, also why, why made for. It? It's made for a gamer who is like at least open to playing different types of games, and it sounds like you're the type of person who's already decided which games you like, right. which ones you don't. Which okay. is, which is fine. It's it's like when I hear someone doesn't have <laughs> Netflix different now. Ideas, it's like Netflix yeah. to me is indispensable. Um, but when I hear someone's like, oh, I don't have Netflix, you know, I just watch whatever, and I'm like, oh, okay. It's just different yeah. different opinions. Yeah. You know? Do yeah, they know yeah, Henry Cavill is the Witcher? <laughs> have they Apparently seen Henry not. Cavill? Apparently not. Just ask. No, I mean, um, I'm, I'm 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 rooting for him because I want to. I want that value. I want that. You know, you know. I don't think I'll see it as much as maybe you guys will, but I still think I'll see it. Right. I still think it's there to pay. You know, the whatever I'm paying right now. I still haven't paid full price for Game Pass, and I probably won't pay full price for Game Pass until. Four years from now, maybe. No, you can you can still get deals online. There yeah, was one the other day I, for I like forty dollars plus credit. Really, forty dollars for three been, months, and then you got another like five dollars. Fourteen ninety nine for like uh, eight months now. <laughs> I, I, I see it pop up on my thing, and I'm like, I, it was worth it this month. It it. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever not have, be worth it. I have a dock full of freaking codes that I just give to my kids. You know that I I, I saw it for like twenty bucks. I'll buy like a three month pass. I see them all the time. Mm-hmm. I'll let you know. Hey, give, do, do, do you, you guys do you are cover your ignoring... kids in leather too? Yes, that <laughs> yes. That's going to be an interesting comment for the people who joined the show recently. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to the beginning. I didn't say yeah. latex. I said leather. Uh, we're right, talking about on. these third-party deals. Literally, extraction is coming in a week, and yes, that is yeah. a big game, all things considered. Right? In terms, also of a surprise games. that they came out with. That was going to be my point. I haven't, I haven't kind of gotten onto the main topic yet, but yeah. They, Good yeah, go ahead. If it's, if you, you, tra- you, you trailed work. off as you were talking there. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, did, I was. I, I was. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt him fully. Uh, but yeah, no, please. Uh, yeah, I. I think. Um, I don't. I don't really think. I'm not worried at all about Xbox's momentum right now because a they've been through way worse patches where they were like talking about you know super lucky tail for like four months and that was like their big you know get and and it's not a bad and, game. All right. It, it actually isn't. I played kind of uh, part of it and was like, oh, I, I can see why you'd play this. But uh, yeah, uh, my my point is that they've been through way worse, worse patches. Uh, so that in that regard, I'm not really worried about it. I also don't think that you really need big releases all the time anymore because to Luke's point, they have a lot of service games now. And most people 
are as excited by a new update to an existing game as they are to an old Very one true. because i mean just look at fortnite look at apex legends like those games are absolutely huge and whenever they do something in those games they're they're landmark events third party also most players don't really know the difference between first and third party they just see a game coming to xbox and Very they're excited true. for it and when it comes to game pass they, they're extra excited for it because they're like oh i don't have to pay full price for it and, and there's a lower barrier of entry and i think Game Pass is so big and the momentum is so huge. Their third-party games on Game Pass are going to continue to carry momentum throughout the year. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just really not worried about it. I, I think the second half of the year, as soon as probably E3 hits or sometime right after when E3 would normally be, we'll, we'll start hearing about, uh, about um, Starfield. And that's going to be enormous uh, snowball of momentum, creating an avalanche uh, into November. Uh and, you know, I, I'm sure PlayStation will get a ton of good press. They've got great games coming out in, in Q1 and Q2, but uh, I'm not um, I'm not worried about about Xbox at all. And I, and I think no. Game Pass is going to have a ton of surprises this year that in, in the third party space that make us uh, excited. So I just I don't know if um, the role of having, you know, like somebody in the comments said they need to have a or they, they should have a first party like every quarter. And I, I don't really know if I agree with that. I don't know if that's that important anymore in the current ecosystem. So I, I think the momentum will keep going on. I mean, who would have thought last year there was was going to be as much momentum as there was around Xbox and Game Pass because their their first half of the year was abysmal on Xbox. Like it was pretty bad. Uh, and and all I remember hearing about is how awesome it was and how they got MLB and we're just like you know, uppercutting PlayStation and all that stuff. So I don't, I, I don't, I don't think uh, I, I just, I just really am not worried about it at all. I think it's going to be a great year for, for all of the people in the space. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think uh, worry is the right word. I don't think anyone was worried. It was just more about mm -hmm. what they do to, you know, just keep the conversation up because it's been so positive lately. Right. Uh, and I think it will continue to be, but I think you make a great point. Uh, let's not forget that last E3, as you know, we now know, of course, E3 is not, coming back in its old form again this year is uh last e3 the thing we were all talking about was how amazing and incredible the xbox show was right and how much they showed how well done it was uh and pompa in the chat just also reminded me that death loop will be coming to xbox which will be game pass as well later this year so you, that's a whole new audience for that game which is an incredible game um so yeah and also you know uh, they may not be dan's uh cup of tea if you will but um you know there are a lot of quality indies that continue mm -hmm. to uh come out that um you know there's a ton already on the slate for this year uh somerville yeah. we've got nobody saves the world this week too so between uh nobody saves the world extraction and uh hitman trilogy all come into game pass next week which is pretty wild so um it's gonna yeah. be a great year um, i'm i'm also just really excited by the the smaller breaks obviously january and february are not going to be one but the middle of the year <laughs> if i can if i can play some five six hour indies discover my next you know forgotten city like that's yeah. kind of stuff that i'm really excited about because there's always those games you don't see coming and of course those are oftentimes the most memorable ones like i remember there was zero hype around hades and then that game came out and it was just like whoa like everybody was blown away by it so um yeah, yeah i'm i love games guys so. I don't know, guys. <laughs> Xbox is is dying. They literally just yeah, killed the true. system. They killed an Should. entire hard hardware. Agree. Yeah. Hard agree. Yeah. So you, uh, you when are you start in PlayStation expansion pass tomorrow. Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? I think I gotta get on this stream quick. We'll have to call it PlayStation Memory Card. I think. Oh, <laughs> that's how oh, they do man. it. Yeah. 
That's good. That's clever. <laughs> hey, good morning, everyone. Nice to see some new faces in the chat. Gerald Mack, good morning. Uh, Steve in the house from SG, good morning. Beast mode, good morning. Um, or afternoon, depending on where you're at. So uh, one quick question for you guys. This is just for fun, just to speculate because, you know, just to goof off here. But IO Interactive, right? Seems to be getting a little comfy with Xbox. Um, Hitman Trilogy, there's been some rumbling, some murmurs about things going on there. Throw out your prediction. IO Interactive, they going to become uh, associated more closely with Xbox sometime in the future? I'll start with this one. Uh, I think Xbox probably would love to have them. They're a very talented studio. They are. But after seeing the process they went through to win their own dependence award from Square, Square Enix, I don't, I don't think that they will sell. And I'm totally okay with that. That said, uh, they... When you're when you're a smaller studio like them and you're trying to punch above your weight like they certainly have been, I think yeah. it's it's it, beho it behooves you to like nest into all the different ecosystems as closely as you can. And I think that they see as a small studio that's doing a, a very popular live service game. I I would call call it kind of a uh, kind of a live service game. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that that getting into at Game Pass and getting into all these programs uh, does wonders for. Uh, kind of shining a spotlight on you and getting people to to adopt your game. So I th I think they'll continue to partner with everyone and get into the, as closely as they can into those ecosystems. But I would be really surprised if after all the stuff they went through to buy their own uh, independence and then buy the Hitman IP and all that stuff, yeah. I, I would just be really surprised if they immediately jumped into another large uh, publisher's arms. I've been wrong before though. Most most famously about Bungie who. Uh, you know, fought long and hard for their independence from Microsoft and then immediately made a deal with Activision. So, uh, <laughs> which, and, they then, then which they then fought to get away from. <laughs> yeah, which they then fought to get away from. So I've been long be around before, uh, but I, I, I really would be surprised if they, uh, if they did anything uh, drastic. So. No doubt, no doubt. Luke, what do you think? They certainly seem to be very comfortable. Um, I was talking with Mo about this last night, actually. They, they certainly seem to be a good match. Uh, to Travis's point, they did a lot of work to keep their IP, save their brand. Hitman saved that company, um, their new iteration of Hitman, I should say. But uh, they certainly seem comfortable. I would love to see it happen because I feel like it would be the right fit. I don't say that just for the acquisition discussions that, that go on, but they seem like a good fit for each other. Microsoft has shown that they're willing to let people make the games they want to make. That seemed to be what IO really wanted to do. And they... All the signs are there that it could be beautiful and a good matchup. I would like to see it. I feel like we would get a really, really impressive product out of an IO that is extremely well funded and mm -hmm. has time. Uh, that, that that's not to interrupt you, but that's kind of why I think the discussion. Not that I think either way, but why I think it's interesting is because they have James Bond license now, right? Mm -hmm. And James Bond is going to be the biggest game they've ever made. Obviously, James Bond, the name alone, brings with it eyes and a lot of you know publicity so thinking that this is going to be the biggest game they've ever worked on a huge ip a huge license why would you not want to uh if you could get the type of support that xbox is currently offering their you know newer studios right why would you not mm -hmm. want to do that but travis has a very valid point as well which is mm -hmm. once you have independence and freedom for lack of a better word it's it's hard to want to sign that back off again mm -hmm. right, I, I kind of agree with travis on this one i think if they if they're doing all right financially and there's no real reason to do it, then they'll be fine just by themselves. Now, 
it, they kind of remind me of like a smaller like remedy almost except these guys they're kind of self-published but it's 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 still uh i, I wouldn't mind i really don't care where anybody signs i never really thought about it so no, we're trying to give you reasons to keep game pass dan that's actually say, yeah, what Phil fair. Spencer and IO Interactive are discussing right now, Dan. How yes. do we keep yeah. Dan Rodriguez on Game Pass? Dan on Game Pass, <laughs> you have to give, yeah. But, you know, I mean, this, I'm going to be honest with you, I love Hitman, but, you know, they James Bond's a huge IP, you know, I yeah, mean, huge. you really got to, you know, it, it probably takes a lot of uh, money. It probably takes a lot of time. It's just going to, you know, to, to bring a product that everybody's going to really enjoy, you know, and, you know, they're smarter than me, so they they know what they're doing. If they come to Game Pass, fine. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean I have to, you know, I'll probably buy it anyway because it's yeah. you know it's a, one of my favorite devs. But yeah, we'll see how it is, man. Yeah, 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 it's so far away too. I mean, who the hell knows? Yeah, yeah, no, it's just for Dan, fun. Yeah, yeah, Dan, Dan, everybody's coming. Now to Game that Pass, you guys so. are talking about the James Bond IP, it's reminding me that it's really rare for licensed properties to be exclusive to one console because typically mm -hmm. if you are if you're the owner of a really really popular intellectual property like james bond which which has a large corporate owner and you get into the game space somebody says they want to make a game your first question is okay it's going to be on all the platforms right and if the answer is no they typically look for somewhere else because you know like batman isn't just on xbox or playstation they found a a, a, a publisher a developer that is willing to publish it everywhere right yeah um, but indiana so jones in indiana I mean, jones uh but but that's that leaves a question we don't that that deal took place before it was an xbox quarter presumably right they, they probably uh dried that ink earlier and we don't know that it's only coming to xbox right now correct me if i'm wrong mm -hmm. but I, I don't Maybe. think we have a definitive answer on that one that's true um uh, but but it is rare. There's exceptions like like there's there's exceptions oh. like Spider-Man, but that's because Sony and the relationship with the Spider-Man IP is kind of different. But um, I, I would be surprised if they would even be able to continue with the James Bond game if they let themselves get acquired by uh, you know Microsoft and then only be on the Xbox. That would that would really surprise me because the James Bond IP is like really difficult to get i don't know if you guys know about the yeah there's the a gold, whole thing with the, it with the, the golden eye who, who owns it? Like yeah. three different um, people own it oh really? yeah <laughs> it's, it's yeah and and they they actually made a remaster of golden eye uh, a couple of years ago it was completely mm -hmm. done and then it got canceled and because of the ip issues they couldn't they couldn't get access to the the intellectual property and uh, that game is now leaked in its entirety online. You can play it if you are are willing to do some modding stuff. But like, it just goes to show like that the the James Bond IP is like no joke. Like it's it's tough to manage it. Uh, and so I, I would be surprised if they were able to do a partnership like that and keep the James Bond IP. So that would that would be yeah. a huge consideration. By the way, shout out to Alex. Uncle Phil said 2022's goal is to keep Game Pass in Dan's life. He's working. You got some on work it, to do, Phil. Get on it. <laughs> he's, he's probably not too far off though like i, I bet you xbox is thinking about the dans of the world that oh, we have to like, you know, we have to yeah right. yeah I, I bring the well, different perspective I, here yeah i mean people like you know uh, me or luke or whoever or travis are non-starters because you know that uh we're subscribed no matter what like i'm not ever canceling exactly. that subscription so um they also do bring up mike and um uh nine lives uh bring up that wolverine is supposedly exclusive to playstation 2 so 
I think they're making to your point, Travis, around maybe the MCU, maybe the Marvel licenses. Who knows what? Uh, yeah. You know, maybe they're approaching it differently. So, but isn't anyway, the, I just want the Kotor remake like a uh, timed exclusive or no? Timed exclusive time, for, yeah. for PlayStation, but that's that's a little different. Uh, and it's on PC as well. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, let, let's go ahead and move on um, from that. That was just for fun. But uh, staying on one, uh, excuse me, one more Xbox point just before we get on to some other topics is uh, Phil, Papa Phil, did come out this week and um, announced that uh, the series consoles, the X and the S, are the fastest selling in Xbox history. So what that means, of course, is that for the first, what, 15 months, they're, the, they're faster selling than any of the Xbox previous consoles, which, of course, really means the 360 uh because the 360 was the one that really kind of uh set the set the world ablaze if you will when it launched but um what the analysts came out and basically said is this means somewhere in the neighborhood of 12 to 13 million uh series x's and s's have been uh, sold globally and phil made it clear that it's not a uh supply issue uh it is really demand outstripping supply right now so they are manufacturing them uh at a rate uh, just as fast as they would normally, despite obviously the uh, pandemic production and manufacturing issues, but that uh, they're just selling. They're selling really well. So this compares, you know, no, we don't do the whole console nonsense sales thing here, but uh, PlayStation 5 seems to be probably, you know, guessing the last full update we got was they had shipped 13 million, I believe, in October. They were trying to produce 22 million by the end of the first quarter of this year, if my memory serves. So it means... PS5 is probably somewhere in the 17, 18 million range globally, which sounds about right, right? Um, so regardless, uh, you know, console sold, we're not even going to get into it. But all I wanted to point this out for is to say that PlayStation 5 series uh, series consoles, are, they're both selling extremely well. That means there's over 30 million of them already just over a year after launch. Um, as we always state here, the market is extremely healthy. Uh, it's fantastic to see playstation xbox and let's not forget the switch is outselling both of them by a long by a long way so um you know let, to see all three just doing extremely well so it's it's i love reading these things not because of the stupid comparison between the companies but just the fact that you love seeing these companies just you know continuing to do extremely well so i'm going to be very curious to see the fiscal results here at the end of the uh End of the quarter, which should be coming soon because, um, you know, the the end of the fourth quarter. Uh, but I, I have to presume that PlayStation and, and Xbox probably both hit new records uh, for their revenue, which is going to be cool. So more games for us, boys, is the the law. That was a very long winded way to say more stuff in Game Pass for Dan. Yay. <laughs> uh, we talked about delays to Redfall and um, potential delay to Redfall. It's not confirmed. Uh, and uh, Stalker 2, which is confirmed, of course. The other one that just came up was Colin Moriarty said on his show the other day that he's hearing that Hogwarts Legacy, the big Harry Potter game that was delayed from last year to this year, is facing some developmental issues and uh, is very unlikely to come out this year as well now. So uh, all I would say to this, I figured I'd mention that just because it, it just came up, but all I would say to that is uh, welcome to 2022, and it will not be the last of big game delays. Yep. Agree, so. We'll see about uh, the Hogwarts one. I guess that one doesn't surprise me because, again, no gameplay late in the game from a studio that usually shows gameplay earlier. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm uh, not surprised. Yeah, yeah. 
So I don't think any of us, we weren't talking heavily about that game. Again, to your point, probably because we haven't actually seen anything intriguing from it. Um, I am uh, hopeful that it turns out to be really good, especially from an RPG perspective. But, you know, we're I'm also it's, hoping. It's, I got a few friends working at that studio right now. Actually, do you oh, know... Okay. Um, do you know uh, what's his face? The guy from PlayStation nope. Lifestyle magazine who just Chandler Chandler Wood. Do you know him? No, I don't. Oh, okay, yeah, he he just left to go do something at that studio as well. That's and, cool. Good for uh, him. Yeah, he yeah he was the editor in chief of that that outlet, and he left to go work on it. So I have a couple of friends working there. So I'm like rooting for them, even though I'm not really a Harry Potter guy because that's for nerds. Um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> We're all nerds here. <laughs> I know. I just like to say that. I, just I like know. I know. I don't um, think Hogwarts is going to be nearly as big as some people think it is. I don't, I don't think, think the Harry Potter IP does anything close to what Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or Spider Man or even Batman. Star might Wars do. is. I don't know, level. man. You you. So here's the thing, Luke. How old are you? Thirty six. Twelve. Jesus. Okay, so yeah, old man. So here's the thing. I, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm 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 thirty two. <laughs> and and uh, jesus kid i know i'm a child hello today's my first day at work um and the the i'm also kind of too old for harry potter it came out Mm -hmm. like my reading level was was above it when the first one came out i think i was like fourth grade reading like lord of the rings or whatever and i was like this is baby stuff but Mm -hmm. people that are younger than me my girlfriend's younger than me they Mm -hmm. love harry potter ridiculously like 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 to them star wars is like some old vhs movie right and lord of the rings is is has like Mm -hmm. a hard barrier of entry but i feel like the the gamers that are playing fortnite have way more association with like harry potter than star wars or some of the other stuff so i i I don't know man i would be surprised i would not be surprised if there was like this secret uh hype train moving for the harry potter one i i I mean we'll see but that's just my hunch is that it's not for this group which is like a bunch of old people like the fact that i'm too old for harry potter means that all you guys are hella too old for harry potter there's like (laughs) there there's a Fortnite minecraft player out there that's just like harry potter and and you're i i just don't i don't think you associate with those people but i i bet you they exist Okay, and more power to it. I would. I I hope that we remember we had this conversation because I'm <laughs> curious. Like I'm really curious. I'm not yeah. rooting against it. I want. I need a healthy WB to get my to get my games. You know the ones that I want right. from the yeah, DC yeah, franchise. Totally. So so I'm rooting for it. I want to play it too. It just seems like a cool idea for a game. Like even if you're not that into Harry Potter, like uh, like that, just the fantasy of, of living out. You know. Yeah, there needs to be more games at school. Well, that that's why I said like the RPG aspect is intriguing to me, right? Because if you can kind of create your own wizard, if you will, and kind of go through Hogwarts and there's an intriguing story, it could be really fun regardless of whether or not you like Harry Potter or not. You know what I mean? So, uh, Alex said, uh, Alex said in 2022, a new airsoft paintball game will come out without any delay and only one review from Travis. It'd be called (laughs) Paintball Legends. Honestly, I I think I was one of like, I think I was the only review for Nerf Legends. So that's that's legit. It's great. It's great. Um, A bunch of new faces today. So real quick, before we get to the next topic, I'll just say, if you're really enjoying the show, please hit the like button. Please let us know how we're doing, man. It's great to see new people coming out every week. So thank you very much. Uh, All right, let's move over to PlayStation for a little bit. So PlayStation has... um, been removing uh ps now cards from retailers this is obviously in uh being reported that it's in in anticipation of the spartacus uh new service that they have coming there was also i don't know if you guys saw there's been uh several posts that i uh saw where 
in some of the PlayStation stores in some of the regions, it is now showing for the first time uh, PlayStation 3 games as being purchasable, which uh, they never were before, which is kind of interesting because, you know, the complexities mm. of PlayStation 3, the backwards compatibility that was discussed, et cetera, et cetera. And the rumors, of course, tying into a new service from PlayStation is they're going to expand their backwards compatibility to include other PlayStation generations. So uh, there's some interesting things going on behind the scenes. Um, Jason Schreier said that um, they uh, they are expected to announce this by the second quarter as far as he's heard. So I don't know if that's going to line up with a uh, the rumored kind of PlayStation show that could be coming in March, April, May, who knows, somewhere around that time frame. Um, so if nothing else... Uh, I find this kind of interesting. I'm anticipating it. What I wanted to ask you guys is, thinking of the Game Pass conversation we just had, knowing what Xbox has been doing there, and I think you know we celebrate that quite a bit. If you kind of had your your, uh, I'm going to sound here. You want to sound like an old man? I'm, if you had your druthers, go ahead and look it up if you don't know what that means. Um, if you had your druthers, what would PlayStation service look like to you? Uh, for $15 a month. What would it have to include? Um, and do you think PlayStation ever gets to a point to where they do first party day one? Uh, no, Dan- Druthers means nope. preference, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> He's a teacher. Aren't we, aren't we a room full of writers? I feel like that was never a problem for any of us. So. Oh, I don't know who's listening. You got the Mr. Bad Bits out there. You know, they're, they're, you know, they're a little true. slow, so you got to help them out. <laughs> That's nice of you. Kind of catering to the, to the less inclined crowd. Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, no, nothing. I don't care what they do. I am not getting it. That is my stand. I'm standing against all these subscription services today. I can't deal with them anymore. I don't, I'm just going to buy the games. It just seems much simpler just to purchase the game. Since I buy so few, especially. I've spoken I, like I, a man with too much income. Like, really and truly. That's, I mean, that's I'm just telling you. That for me, it is. I'm not worried about it. So, so here's the thing. Like, why not? I mean... How many games do you have to buy? You know, if it's $180 a year, it's three games. Well, actually, it's less than that because PlayStation charges 70 bucks, So a little bit less than three games. That's not going to kill me, right? So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to buy the games. I, don't even, I can't even tell you three PlayStation exclusives that are coming out this year. Maybe God of War, Horizon. Horizon, Gran Turismo. There, done. Nah, not, not doing it. I'm buying it. So, <laughs> no, but I – okay, so that, that's not the point we're making, right? Like, right, what, what would I, it have to deliver for you? To improve PS Now, PS Plus. I don't even play online on PlayStation. That's even, I don't play online on either one of them. I'm trying to think here. So I guess day and date, first party titles, because it has to be as, as just as good as you know what, what Xbox is giving you. It needs to have, again, like I said, some nice third party, excuse me, day and date stuff. You know, I mean, if you're going to charge the same as your competitor, you should get the same stuff. Is basically what I'm saying. You know, if, if if not, then you know, give me your backwards compatible library, whatever it is. Make some more of those older games available. Not that I care about them, but you know. Well, that was what I was going to ask. Is is one thing that PlayStation has that Xbox cannot even come close to competing with is legacy no, titles. None. And nothing. Nothing is there for you. Is that correct? Is that what you're saying? No. Like like the old stuff. Like I go back and play games, you know, multiple times, but like after a certain point, I think 
it just becomes harder to play only because of the gameplay is so dated and it's just harder mm -hmm. to do, you know, sure. like I, I don't really need to go back and like, like the original Xbox games. There's a couple of them that I loved, you know, and when they came out, I kind of jumped back in for a minute, but uh, nothing that's going to keep me there. You know, I want new stuff. I want some nice big experiences. If that's what they can give me on the new Spartacus or whatever, maybe I'll look mm -hmm. at it. But for the most yeah. part, I think I can just, that's... you know, I've been in the Xbox e ecosystem also for far longer. So I have mm -hmm. far more curated library with Xbox. So I, I've got, you know, seven, 800 digital games, you know, that I'm never going to play probably again. So gotcha. and that's fine. I'm totally cool with that. Um, so, you know, a, a service like that from PlayStation, I mean, I don't know if they could really even get me to do it. I mean, it'd have to be day and date and, I don't know, send me like a box of Twinkies once in a while. And I, that's, that's, yeah. Well, that, that, that's why I started with you, Dan, because yeah. because of the conversation we just had about Game Pass. And I right. know how you feel about these things. That's why I wanted to ask you first, because I think it's a good barometer of, uh, and I, I don't mean this in a derogatory sense, you know, but like your average yeah. consumer who's just looking for big game experiences, right? The person who doesn't have all the nuances that we're discussing and owns a PlayStation 4 or 5, doesn't matter, and just says, okay, there's this new service. What is it What is it going to give me? The person that plays Call of Duty and Madden and Fortnite and Rocket League and says, okay, well, why would I subscribe to this? You know, that's what I'm thinking about. Um, and yeah. I think you're closer to that from I'm a mentality yeah. than than I am. That's why I sure. asked you. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's what, kind of where I'm at. Like, I, if they came out and did this stuff and they made it exactly like Game Pass, I don't. I know I wouldn't sign up for it. They'd have to really. I, I, I can't think of a single thing that would make me want to pay an extra five bucks for a service that I barely use now. Yeah, you know, I, I just basically the only reason I have it is for the free games every month. Sometimes they're okay, you know more so on the playstation side than i'm sorry xbox your monthly games are garbage mostly we're not but, gonna you know, talk I've, about I've games of gold we're having a yeah, good show let's gold. not talk I, about games yeah, of gold. let's not let's <laughs> that. you know i mean at least you got you <laughs> I actually know, appreciate it yeah i mean it, don't it, it, you it, start not this time travis not this time the reason i appreciate games with gold is because the playstation service gives me all the good games i already own but the xbox service gives me games i don't own they're not good, but it's like, oh, it's a it's a new game. You know what I mean? Like, if, if the game is good enough, then it's like, all right, well, everybody already bought that game, so you're not really giving us anything. But, like, I, you know, the Xbox ones, I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this game. That's cool. I get to add that to my library, I, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of happy with that. Just because I know the, the funny thing is you're making, you're making a valid point, but... Yeah. I think the counterpoint, of course, is sure. But how many hours the do you actually put into those games? Yeah, no, here's the thing. I do play them. I'll, I'll be like, well, let's see what this game is. You know, I'll play them and I'll be like, okay, I get why I've never heard of this game. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I just, I, I'm one of those guys who I buy so many games. I usually don't benefit from like the free monthly game subscription, but ever since right. Xbox started putting their, their C list games, I'm like, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> stuff out of this. This is kind of nice. So. C is generous. Um, yeah, but, uh, so there's a couple of interesting comments here. Um, so Tainted Brain, welcome, man. He says, PS Spartacus would love to see proper indie channels start putting money towards the indies. I think what he's alluding to there is more kind of like ID at Xbox, where you get these kind of quality indies regularly coming to the service. That's a fair point. Um, Alex says, uh, as soon as Microsoft gets to what we've been talking about, this kind of big AAA game per quarter, 
with uh, big budget, high Metacritic scores like we've seen of their more recent releases, Sony will follow day and date, kicking and screaming, but they will. Uh, that's a fair point. Uh, we should we should actually save that comment for a year or two and, and come back to yeah. it. Um, uh, I, I think my... Yeah, so I was actually going to get to that comment that you just had. Uh, yeah, this is a fantastic comment from Beast Mode. Beast Mode yeah. always has fantastic insights, so thank you for always stopping by, brother. Um, and it was kind of to Luke's point around legacy is the acquisition question of the year for Xbox is how do you buy legacy? Great question. I, so I, I I don't think you buy a legacy. I think you earn it. And I think Xbox just has to continue to be in the industry before they have it. I think they already have it. I know you guys are older, but for me, I played, you know, the original Xbox games when I was like middle school or something. So um, to me, they, they still have like a retro. Oh, look at me. I'm young and have my health. Blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, for now. It's so you know. overrated. <laughs> uh, but but here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, you, you kind of can buy it. Like if you think about it now, Xbox has Doom, which is one of the, the best sure. old school games ever. They've got Wolfenstein, uh, also a Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls. Well, yeah, I guess Elder Scrolls is kind of retro. It's sort of late PC retro, but uh, yeah, it's um, PC, but I mean, man, Arena. Yeah, right? Arena's, you know, but anyway, uh, I actually love that game. I could go back <laughs> and play Arena like today. Um, but anyway, uh, they, they, they kind of have it, but I think to Luke's point uh, of them having that advantage of having legacy games, I don't think that matters in a subscription service. I don't think people subscribe to play uh, old games. Um, I think old games is something that they want to buy for nostalgia reasons, maybe a, a couple people, but you don't, Netflix's model isn't putting like old black and white movies onto their service and people watching those, right? And sure. if, if there were a market for Fair. it, they probably, that service would already exist, right? Um, I think it's the, the, the new is, is really what brings people to subscription services. So I think that strategy would probably fail them. The only company that could pull off a old game subscription service is Nintendo. And that's just because they're, they're always like the exception to the rule. They've got so many... Uh, players that love their old games and I, I could see them doing it but playstation I, I really don't think that they'd be successful that way so i i'm curious to see if they're actually interested in doing a game pass that's a monumental task uh um and i and i don't know if they'll be successful if i were designing the service it would be uh centered around uh showcasing their first party titles because I, I wouldn't subscribe to PlayStation for first part or third party because I already get the, that through Game Pass. It's the existing service. So I wouldn't do it that way. I think the one thing that they could offer through the service that would be huge because it doesn't exist right now is if they focused VR in the subscription service because there's no VR okay. subscription service. And that's an advantage that they have that Xbox doesn't. They have VR studios, they have VR games. And so if PlayStation VR could become the discovery channel for vr where you figure out what games are good through that platform i think that could be huge and there's currently not a market for it and xbox can't compete there with game pass uh even with G game pass on pc uh th that's not something that they're doing because they don't they don't have a official kind of stance on it so that could be huge so if i were designing it it would be first party in vr that's a that very a good point brilliant point that is yeah, brilliant very good point yeah yeah, I like it. I like it, especially, uh, you know, we just had a great conversation last week about VR, PSVR 2, what's coming there, their investment in first party studios, even for VR development. So that's a fantastic point. Um, 
There was uh, one other thing I was going to say. I'm sorry. Uh, thought I missed a comment. A we, we've noticed you're getting chat. older. It's okay. I know. Man. I know. I'm getting old. Hold on. Let me squint a bit. No, I'm kidding. Um, I thought I missed one. I'm sorry. Uh, we do have a super chat, which I'll get to. Dan, let's hit this up from our yeah. good brother, Mo, of course. Happy Sunday, you beautiful bastards and everyone in the chat. Thank you, Mo. <laughs> Thank you, Mo. Appreciate, Appreciate it, brother. Mo joined uh, me on XDP recording last night. That comes live tonight at 6. Mo, uh, thank, thanks uh, for the mid oh, advertisement, Luke. Appreciate that. That's he good. That's how he's celebrating Mo. I'm over here excited <laughs> I got to talk to him. I must have felt sorry for you. <laughs> it's like, I got nothing else going on today. It's Saturday. I'll do it for oh, hit the like button. Just throwing it out there. Gene's <laughs> asked me to remind you. Um, before we jump off a of PlayStation, let's just shout out the fan. Apparently, I haven't played it, but apparently, fantastic God of War release on PC. Looks yeah. like a lot of new uh, people on PC enjoying the hell out of that game. Why would you not? It's an incredible game, and uh, looks like the kind of port, if you will, the optimization is uh, really good on it. So, uh, really cool to see them doing that well. And, and interesting to point out too, kind of goes to our conversation a little bit, is that uh, there was a report that Car- Corey Barlog uh, commented on around that it was actually he, along with many of his peers in PlayStation Studios, that were kind of um, asking PlayStation to get their games on PC. Because as you know, we have the conversation all the time, developers just want their games to be played. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found that kind of interesting, though, that it, you know the, the push, at least anecdotally from what we've heard comment-wise, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but anecdotally it sounds like there was a push more from the developer front and first party front to get games on pc than maybe the business front which is seemed kind of strange to me but i have to imagine after horizon now god of war the other releases death stranding uh kind of gave rebirth there to that game i have to imagine playstation's getting a lot more serious about all of their games coming to pc i mean it's just got to be a fact right eventually eventually yeah exactly yeah. yeah, I don't think it'll be day and date uh, like Xbox does it, but I do think they'll they'll probably just have like a standard six months after type of thing, which I think is fine. Like you should you should have some benefit to playing on the PlayStation platform, and PC players can kind of just wait. Like they have to do for Rockstar games because Rockstar knows that PC players steal their games, so they just <laughs> support it last. Because um, Rockstar does whatever they want. Yeah, I mean that's true, <laughs> and and to, to be fair, to their credit. They're correct. Everybody steals games on place or on PC, so they they're they're like, all right, well, you guys will just get our games a year after they're out when we've already made most of our money. So, yeah. So, Beast, uh, just one comment on the VR conversation: How do you get games for VR? Not enough studios, not enough headsets yet. VR is good initiative by placing, but quite some way to go. And I I think that's uh, fair. I think it was more of a. Well, go ahead, Travis. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I actually disagree with that. Uh, VR has a lot of games now. Um, the problem is that they're the discoverability of VR is really bad right now. Like you only really learn about the top, top games, especially if you're not in the VR ecosystem and there's no way to discover which games are good. There's, there are a lot of games though in the VR space. He, he may be, he may be referring to within the PlayStation ecosystem, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so yeah, my, my, my point is that if they would create a subscription service, I think that that would appeal to VR game makers everywhere because the problem with adoption on PlayStation VR is that you have to own a PlayStation to get it, then you got to own the headset, and then you've actually got to buy their game. And so getting getting onto each of these platforms is difficult. And doing it, Oculus is probably the most like easily uh, discoverable because you can just pop it on casually and that sort of thing. But I think there's a need in the market for uh, for 
VR games to be discovered, and there's no service that lets you do that now. So if PlayStation could do that, I could see their their library snowballing. Like people sure. so, want everything on that. Yeah, on that. I, I think what you're alluding to then is what the conversation we're having is that PSVR two would have to be an open platform, not not a yeah. siloed platform to just PlayStation. But like we talked about a little bit last week, it would have to be open to the idea that games that were made for uh, VR on PC today, Sony would have to do some work to basically bring those titles, at least some Correct. of them, to, to PSVR 2. Yeah, yeah and, and they, they already do that kind of. So there's a lot of um, multi-plat uh, VR games that are on all platforms. Like a uh, good example is No Man's Sky. Like that was a kind of a PlayStation game first on PC as well, but it's it's on all the VR uh, platforms. You can play it everywhere. Um, and... and uh, VR is getting better at it. They're getting they're getting better at doing multi-platform games. But uh, the problem with adoption on PlayStation has been that it's like harder to develop for, and it's sort of a niche product because you have to own all this other stuff to use it. Whereas Oculus, all you got to do is own a three hundred dollar headset or two fifty. Um, and then uh, for PC, it doesn't really matter what headset you have as long as you have a working PC that can that can play VR games. So yeah, um, yeah they would need to do a lot of work. I'm, don't get me wrong, like they're <laughs> the VR space is is uh, is the wild west right now because it just yeah, hasn't as he, kind of as settled he said, yet. It's fragmented. Yeah. Yeah. Fragmented. Yeah. Totally. But I I think that one of the things that could fix that is if there was a discoverable delivery device, one that kind of let you find your next favorite VR game, because that's really what we need in the VR space, in my opinion. People don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's just it's such a gamble. The the different levels and quality and you know which ones are good. Uh, myself, I only buy VR games once they like are a top 10 game because I just know <laughs> that your mileage varies so much in the VR space. So it would be great if PlayStation took on the task of curating a library of games that they think are good. They put their stamp of approval on it and then you get to discover new games through that service. Yeah. That would be no That'd be cool. Be amazing. So, yeah. Um, funny enough, Asante. Good morning, Asante. How you doing, brother? He said, uh, oddly enough, HTC has had a VR subscription for years now. It supports all the headsets, but no one knows or uses it. <laughs> I did not know that, and I work in the industry, so I, I uh, geez, I'm gonna look that up actually. All right, uh, just a couple other things we wanted to touch on. So, um, I wanted to talk about Dying Light Two really quick because this is a game that has been in development for a very long time. Uh, it won a bunch of awards at E3 2019. <laughs> uh, and it was, you know, kind of fully playable at that point. Uh, it's been a few more years now. It's the first kind of big AAA game we have releasing in um, 2022. Excuse me. Uh, obviously, you have Pokemon on, on Nintendo as well. So I don't mean to short side that. But uh, it's only a few weeks away now. As you said, Travis, you're reviewing it. Steve in the chat uh, for us is uh, reviewing it for Season Gaming. And uh, we've got a lot more information on it. So we've got, you know, we had the 500-hour kind of goofy conversation last week, but we got a new campaign trailer today, co-op look, uh, skill trees, all this stuff. And this looks like a massive, massive game. And they also came out this week and said that uh, there's a five-year kind of support plan for this game. So if you're familiar with Dying Light 1, you have to give a lot of credit to Teclan because they have supported that game extensively for years now since release. Tons of free content, tons of bonuses, updates, etc. And it looks like they have the same plan for Dying Light 2. So with that, how excited are you for this game? Because it, it, it feels weird to me that it feels like there's so many people that are um, excited for Dying Light 2 have been waiting for this game to release. But simultaneously, and at least anecdotally for me with my timeline and everything, it doesn't feel 
like there's a lot of hype for it. It feels like it's just coming out in a couple weeks and just, okay, here's Dying Light 2. Yes, that's correct. There's no hype for it. Uh, and I, 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 think, uh, I think the reason there's no hype for it is because um, there was no hype for the first one either. And the developer isn't super well known um, and they don't have a lot of money. Uh, but just like the first <laughs> They don't one, have a lot of money. <laughs> they don't have a lot of money. I think just like the first one, it might end up being a sleeper hit. I, I kind of said at the top of the show, I'm reviewing this and I don't know if it's going to be a three or a nine. Um, and the more I learn about it, the more I'm convinced that I have no idea if this is going to be a good game or a terrible game. So uh, I'm, I'm really interested in figuring that out tomorrow. Uh, but I think uh, <laughs> I think uh, they I, I think the, the lack of hype actually helps them more than it hurts them, uh, because with hype comes expectation. And the first one, I think the reason it was a sleeper hit is because it had no expectations around it. And then it came out and people were like, wow, this game is actually really good. Like it's a very good game. And so I think um, if they can, if they can keep the hype low and then come out and surprise somebody, they'll have a reverse cyberpunk effect, if you will, where (laughs) the hype working against them, the hype will kind of go in their favor. And you know, they'll launch, they'll do maybe like a softer launch. And then as people play the game and discover it's good, hopefully uh, it, it will uh, then sort of build up its hype from there. And I actually think that's a better model for games. I think hype honestly is a, is a game killer maybe more often than it is a game saver. So I, I just uh, I'm kind of happy for them in that regard that n- n- there's not a lot of eyeballs on this, especially if it ends up being bad, then you'll be kind of like, all right, well, yeah, well, we didn't we didn't say anything so yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i uh it's an interesting point and, and one i think we need to save for kind of a main topic for a, a future show is around exactly kind of what you alluded to travis which is it feels like the whole thing about hyping up a game release um is a traditional model that's been used for media whether it be tv shows movies music etc um but video games are a unique medium in the sense, as we all know, and, and we keep coming back to cyberpunk, but so many games, you know, they're they're the thing that can be updated post-release. You don't see people saying, oh, I released uh, my new music album. Sorry about track seven and nine. They weren't really finished. There's an update coming in a few weeks and they'll sound better. You know what yeah, I mean? We'll, like, we'll talk to you George know, Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd argue with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like... But, Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, the point I'm making is that um, to, to your point, it feels like because video games are that unique medium that are updated and improved over time, it feels like when uh, there, there are lots of scenarios where a game, like you said, can quietly release yet be really well polished, be an excellent game. And from there, in the state of the industry today, how social it is, streamers, YouTube, social media, word of mouth spreads very, very quickly. Um, and it's very easy for a game that's excellent and go what goes under the radar prior to release to release and suddenly become a huge hit. Um, yep. In fact, we, we saw that with multiple. I mean, we see that all the time. But I mean, even multiple games we've talked about recently, Forgotten City being one of them, um, where more and more people are finding that game now because of word of mouth. And it's just starting to kind of move up. It got in Game Pass, lots more people playing it, discovering how fantastic it is. So I don't know. Yeah. I think. I think that may be something that uh, I, I would be interested to learn more from people within the industry of how they're starting to analyze that because it does feel like a certain trend. Yeah, we I should we should definitely see. do a main topic about that. But I, yeah, I was actually fun. thinking 
The other thing, yeah. Ains, is that sometimes hype for other games helps games that aren't that game, right? Like hype around Call of Duty and uh, Battlefield 2042 helped the hype of Halo because those they didn't meet the hype expectations. And then it started this whole, uh, oh, Halo is going to you know sweep their legs out from under them and that sort of thing. And I think Dying Light 2 might be in a similar situation because it's coming out around the same time of this pretty highly anticipated Pokemon game. And that Pokemon game is getting a lot of negative media right now because they showed gameplay and it's like super low res. And it, I, I you know, the fans were complaining <laughs> about the last Pokemon It's super game. low res. Did they expect a 4K 120 but, game? But here's the thing. Here's the thing. There was so much, there was so much backlash over the last Pokemon game, having semi open world areas that were super low poly and all that stuff. But this new game looks like it might even be worse. And I think fans were kind of expecting maybe that they would make good on yeah. uh, after all the backlash last time. So I think that they have an opportunity if if they're coming out around that same time to uh, be kind of the hero, you know, of like, oh, there's and to me, Elden Ring and Horizon are, are way too far away to like have an impact. I th- you know, a full month, I think, is, is enough well, time and they, for- they're, they're, they're Horizon Elden Ring are already successes. Like they're, they're giving exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah, but I, I don't think it's competing, is what I'm saying, because they have like a yes. full month where they they will can gain players and and kind of steal the show and all that stuff. And if there's another game around them that fails, uh, that has a lot of uh, hype, I think that that also could help them. So yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm excited. So, so sorry, Luke. I know you've been trying to say something. Let me just get a couple comments real quick. Sure. So, um, uh, Mr. Babbitt uh, says, uh, you know, there are a large group, uh, silent group of folks who really dug the first game. He's right. There is a huge community around Dying Light. I'm one uh, of them itself. Yeah, and, and it's it's, so it's very supportive of that game. So yes. Uh, <laughs> Steve jokingly said, "Dude, Kanye did that when we were talking about going back and updating music songs." And I just said, "Kanye should never be used as an example for anything." So that that's neither really here nor there. Or um, the Star Wars special editions for that matter. <laughs> uh, I think it was Beast Mode was asking you. Oh nope, wrong comment. Beast Mode was asking you, Travis, you going to play Dying Light two for eighty plus hours? I am five hundred plus hours. In fact, I'm very excited. <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting game to review, man. I don't envy it. No, no. I'm gonna. I, I do not envy me either. I was laughing at people who were gonna get assigned this game and not realizing it was gonna be me. <laughs> Although um, Steve, you know, Steve in the chat, like I said, is doing our Dying Light Two review, and like an idiot, I am doing the Elden Ring review. And the more I think me. about doing that, I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna ruin that experience you know, for you, myself. You, you want to know what's hilarious about the Dying Light Two review is. The, the, so the the stuff that happened that made me have to review it is the guy who was our primary reviewer who works on IGN staff. He's my boss. Uh, he had some personal stuff go up. So he was like, I can't do it anymore. So he looked at the list of people who are like in second and third rank and he talked to them. And one of them is this this lady, a uh, fantastic writer, Lucy O'Brien, who's from our she was on our Australian team and she moved to yep. America to work for a proper IGN. Yep. And she was number two. And so he goes to her and goes, hey, you're the number two on this game. Uh, I can't review it. Do you want to do it? And she was like, dude, I signed up for that when I was in Australia in 2017. That's how long this game has been in development is that they had like review <laughs> priorities lined up way back then. So there were all these old like people on the list that were like, dude, I, I don't have time for that anymore. Like that was years ago. So to yeah. your point, I saw, I saw this at E3 in like 2018 or something and it looked finished. Like I'm just surprised it's taken so long for this uh, game. It won game. Very, it won game of show awards at E3 2019. I and think I, I voted I, for it. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I sat. I, I yeah. sat with the producer. The producer 
theater to watch the full mission play out. I mean, yeah, it's crazy yeah. to think. I think you, they also gave out a statue of the main character. I, it's literally sitting there. right there. And like, is he not the main character anymore? Didn't they change the no, whole is. Like, story? Aiden, oh, he is? Okay. okay. Yeah. It's literally right. sitting there. All right. Great Luke, statue. I'm sorry. You've been trying to speak for like 10 minutes. Hit it. No, you're good. I only wanted to know that they came out recently and said that they were going to be supporting the game for five years. <laughs> I and did. That is very surprising to me. And I wonder if this is going to be a platform uh, not unlike many of the Xbox games we referenced way earlier in the show. Are they going to be trying to do something that State of Decay is doing, or that Sea of Thieves does? Are you going to have seasons? Like, is this meant to be a platform or not? Because that. That will tell a very different tale for how nice. the game is supported and looked at, you know? So I just wanted to yeah. note that uh, while we were having this discussion, because dollars to donuts, this thing comes to a subscription service. Uh, dollars to donuts, you're going to see a second wind for this game, even if it mm -hmm. gets drowned out. Because if they're going to have a, a five-year plan, which seems very ambitious to me, uh, you know, that that's to me that's that's trying to punch very highly above your weight when you've got things like destiny and Fortnite and halo i, I do and so as a guy who's like our resident uh life service expert um mm -hmm. i do not think they're going to do that model at all i think they're going to do very similar to what they did in dying light one which is they did mm -hmm. support that game for years after it came out uh, they just did it with expansions and updates and maybe some events but nowhere near the support level of a of a live service. And I, I would be shocked okay. if they, if they were going to try that model, it, it, it's not really in their bones and nothing that they've said alluded to it. This company gotcha. just seems to like to put out big statements that, you know, they, they think are, are like, Hey, we're here for you. We're going to help the community. And they actually did that with dying light one dying light mm -hmm. one's whole like press tour was like, Oh, we, we, you know, we like to support a game and we're, all the DLC is free. And they, they kind of had that very like, early CD project red vibes and like how they were, how they were uh, promoting it. So I just think they're doing that. And, and the five, another Polish thing. studio too. Yeah, exactly. I, I just think there's that culture of like, we're cool. Like PC players <laughs> like us. Cause we do things right. I think, I think they're just doing that. And they're saying like, we're not going to abandon this game. We're going to have stuff come out for it. And to people like us who are, have our, you know, ear, ear on the, the pulse of, of this thing, finger on the pulse of this thing. Um, we're, yeah. we're just looking at it like, going, wait, what are you saying? 500 hours? That's crazy. Five years? Like, what are you doing? And mm -hmm. I, I don't think those messages are for us. I think they're for gotcha. fans that, yeah. Gotcha. Big Man Mo, good morning, brother. He says, is Dying Light really good? It is. It's yes. a very good game. Very if you good. like those types of games, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's got a lot of cool elements. And it is, uh, it's um, gotten the FPS boost on Series X and S. So it now runs Man. at 60 frames. Uh, and it's you really can solid. Play you can play the entire campaign in co-op with a friend, which is one of those yep. features that like when you learn about it, you're like, what really this like really, it really seems like a, a one player game, but you can play the entire game with two people. Um, and it's fantastic, man. I, I did not see it coming. I kind of bought it just on a whim when it came out. Cause nobody was talking about it. And I, I loved it from like the first 10 minutes. I was like, I I'm going to, and I actually completed it too. So I'm very excited to, for two. Um, I hope it's, I hope it's not bad. I really do. Steve says, <laughs> I think their goal is to show recurrent user spending and then sell it to another company since they are, quote, poor. <laughs> um, uh, Big Bad Mo, I don't know the answer to this. Does anyone know the answer? If you know it, hit it, it up in chat. Is, is Dying Light in Game Pass? Travis says no. But it will be. 
<laughs> yeah, if not, you can find it with all the expansions for like five dollars usually on sale on the Xbox store. So there's like four versions of it, like complete yeah. versions that they've released of it. Yeah, it's re-released a few times. But Dan, are you you getting into no, you're not getting into this one, are you? So the problem is Dying Light was one of those games that I should have had just loved. Like everything about it, gameplay mechanics were super fun. I really started digging the story and then the setting kind of blew me. Yeah, it just I, I can't deal with scary games. And when I got chased through the city trying to get away from that giant whatever monster it was, I was just yeah. like, I can't do this anymore. It, it's it not sucks scary because though. I really, but you know what? <laughs> just just play it with a friend. Listen, It'll no. take the uh, edge off. I mean, you're literally just going down the checklist of things that I don't do. Scary games, playing with friends. <laughs> I mean, it's just, so, so you, don't, no, you don't even like co-op games. Co-op? I'm not so a like humongous story. fan of them. You know, and, and uh, it's play a lot of division. Yeah, division too. we did. Yeah, yeah. That was really good. Um, yeah. But it's got to be the right game, I guess. Um, Redfall, yeah. I was kind of looking forward to do some co-op with. Um, yeah. That, that's so, so, you know so I'll, give you, I'll give you this, Dan. Sure. It is scary at nighttime. I forgot that that yeah, game gets way yeah. scarier at night. Yeah. Yeah. It, you just um, sleep through it, though, if you want. <laughs> so, uh, Dark Travesty, and good morning. I think another new face. Thanks for showing um, Thanks for coming out. He said they're supposedly yeah. working on current gen patch for it. No ETA yet, but it is on sale right now. The Platinum Edition for $15. There that's you go. Good deal, man. Yeah, that is a good deal. There's a lot of content. The expansion alone is like huge. A whole new area that added vehicles and all this other stuff. So it's really cool. Uh, Bizzle, good morning, man. Good to see you. And Big Mad Mo with the question of the year. Yeah. Dan, will you like more than one game this year? Uh, I should. I should. (laughs) I'm not making any promises. So far, I've been playing games that have been out for a while. So I haven't really played any new games this year. But Dying Light 2 is one of those ones where I'm like, I really, really want to get it because everything I saw, you know, especially early on when they started, you know, they had that big uh, E3 where they showed like all this stuff and, you know, you can build up your your city or not a city, but like whatever, you know. Civilization. Yeah, Civil- right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everything, it, it screams the kind of game I want to play. Yeah. But, you know, the setting to me is going to be the problem is it, it's I'm going to wait till a lot of people play it. Maybe you guys and kind of give me an idea of what. You know, it's all about, but it's it's yeah. a, it's potentially something I would play for sure. And okay. you know, nice, maybe. all right, hard maybe. We'll see if well, I'll, I'll tell you if it's good. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say we should start to hear pretty soon. So uh, I am anticipating it. I have the collector's edition. By the way, there's the statue. I told you I had it sitting out. Uh, it's small, yeah. but that's the one they gave away at E3 in 2019. If you yeah. saw the thing, um, I got rid of mine, but yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah, it's that was a great cool. demo. Uh, we might have been in the same room, Ains. We were definitely at the same room together. And you know what I loved, man. actually? A shout out to Teclan for this is we had our appointment at, I want to say, like 9 a.m., right? Mm-hmm. Walk in there. Before you go into the theater to watch the thing, they literally had a bar and a bartender set up. And they were amazing. like, drink. They were like, drink. And it was 9 a.m. or it was like 8.50 a.m. They were drink. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll have a drink. Let's go. It's E3. Why not? So I miss that, man. I miss it so much. I miss E3 a lot. Drinking at 9 a.m.? You can still do that. I still do that regularly. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, one more thing I wanted to touch on, guys, is that um, Steam Deck. So the Steam Deck is uh, apparently nearly here. If you remember, it was supposed to fir- ship the first wave in December. They pushed it back two months. Valve did said the first wave's coming in February. Uh, people obviously now that's mid January saying you think this is really happening still. Apparently, uh, Valve came out just two days ago and said and reassured. 
people that yes, they are still shipping the Steam Deck next month to the first wave. So um, this is interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, we're not going to go into everything about the Steam Deck, but you know, it's a serious piece of hardware here from Valve. Um, obviously, looks much higher end than your Switch PC. You know, you can switch it over to Windows if you want. It can be a Game Pass machine. There's all kinds of options and things that people are going to do with these things once they're in the wild, I'm sure. So what I want to ask you guys is Steam Deck. You guys getting one? Like one? Have any interest? Where are you at with this thing? Nope. Mm. Nope. Okay. Luke, Luke, why not? <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, Luke's going to have some stuff to say. And then just, just don't need one. Nope. Nothing wrong with it. There's nothing. It's cool tech. There's just don't need one. My, my Switch, okay. I barely touch. Okay. Uh, yeah, I barely touch my Switch. XCloud has given me the games that I want to play for the most part, mobile. But I mean, since we've entered, since since XCloud has become a thing, I've also been in lockdown. So, you know, my mobility has been so limited. I have not felt the need to even like investigate that as a possibility. So, okay. no. And rock on to anyone who's getting it. I hope it's good, perfected. So when I do get the next iteration, just like VR, y'all do your thing. When I'm ready. I'll get there. I got you. All right, Dan. Sounds like you're in a similar boat. Yeah, I'm. I'm not picking one up. I thought about it, and I was just like, you know what? What? What am I going to use it for? I mean, like he said, I, I barely use my Switch in handheld mode. I don't even PC game really. So there's really, you know, no point. I'm. I'm. I, I hope it's really good. I hope it's, you know, it does really well. And like Luke said, it, that's one of those ones that. I can kind of wait on because, you know, I don't really have a library in Steam, you know, so I, I don't know me if neither. I can really use it, you know. I don't either. I, I don't I'm, I'm looking at it as a Game Pass machine for me. Um, I guess, yeah. You have to mod it. Now, how would you how yeah. would you play through that? Like through a browser? No, you have to mod no, it. You have to, uh, you, you have to install Windows on it. Yeah, okay. it's a PC, right? It's a portable PC. So okay. I can either install Windows on it or basically play through cloud, which is kind of pointless because I could do that on something much cheaper. So right. uh, my, my goal is to play it natively. But like I said, I think what's going to be really interesting about Steam Deck is it is a PC. It's a new type of tech, right? Obviously, for all the reasons we all know, when this gets in the hands of consumers and especially all the hardcore PC guys, who knows what they're going to do with this thing? You're going to have emulators running up and running on it. You're going to have, you know, Windows, Linux. I think it already runs on a Linux backbone, right, originally? The, what's the operating system on it, Linux-based. But anyway, I think, um, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see. And I think I've been, I won't say suckered, but I've been, I don't play my Switch much. I don't play portable much. And yet I'm very intrigued by this piece of hardware. Uh, I'm in the first wave, literally the first minute. I think I've said that before. So I should be one of the very um, first ones to get it. And I'm just intrigued to see what it's like. So I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I have two coming. Uh, so, yeah, I bought two of the, the most expensive one. Uh, one is going to be my uh, as um, as intended device, you know, as, as the great uh, steam powers that be uh, intended. And then another one's going to be my Tinker device where I mod it and put Microsoft Windows on it and all that stuff. Uh, so... I, you know, I, I need it for work. So I, I had to get one, even if I don't want it, but I, I am actually uh, excited for it. I do have a steam library and I actually think that um, if there's any platform that this, that needs a portable device, it's PC. Cause uh, let me tell you, man, I'll be working on a review and I'll have to, you know, go somewhere else, go to, go to visit um, somebody's house or something for a couple of days. And 
if you've ever tried moving a gaming PC with you so that you can continue <laughs> playing, it it's it is a nightmare. There's so many different attachments and cords and things you got to remember to bring with you, and um, and it it can be a really big pain in the butt. Uh, so I I think um, having this, having the ability to continue to play my library portably, is going to be awesome. Nintendo yeah. is like the company that least needed it, right? Like all of their devices are like tiny and some of them have handles on them and stuff. <laughs> like they were sort of already portable and they did the switch. So I think if there's any, any uh, platform that really needs a portable device, it's PC. I've, I have played it physically. Um, yeah. So it does have a dual boot function. Um, yeah. The issue, the issue I have with that is uh, the amount of software space that's being used by having both os's installed yeah, two so OS's. i'm gonna i'm gonna have one where i just i get rid of the software and i just put whatever i want on it i'll probably put windows on it um and then i'll keep one just like factory settings uh so but yeah you, you can technically do both i i'm yeah. sort of i'm sort of uh wary that that is actually real i'm also wary of the entire product to be honest i so i, I have i have been fortunate enough to go hands-on with it and it's it is uh it feels great and the games that uh i was able to play on it work well i'm not i'm honestly not sure how much i can talk about this but um I, my my big uh concern with it is is that it's going to be able to do what steam says it can do which is play your entire steam library like i know there's some games it's not going to be able to play right like MMOs where there's like 60 different commands. You know, yeah. That's, that's just not going to work on, on a, on a handheld. And so I'm just wondering the RT, how RTSs, there's other games. Yeah. RTSs. There's, there's a lot, there's lots of games where I'm like, okay, well that's not going to work. And unless the developer itself goes in and writes <clears throat> new control schemes to support this device, I don't see it. I don't see it being as like easy as the switch the switch any game you play you know it's going to work in handheld mode and i feel like with steam it's going to be a mixed bag where we're going to have games that that just simply do not work on it um and so we'll see but well i'm excited for it i don't know i'm not going to get one as early as you ains but i am going to get two of them um <laughs> we'll see what happens it's funny because uh well steve um Steve in the chat is uh, hugely excited for it. So I know he'd be uh, in on this topic um, for our, he's going to be kind of covering it a lot for season gaming for us. Uh, and uh, he had a similar comment to you around, you know, when you're doing reviews and you get a PC code, you know, for all those games that are just PC only steam only, it's going to make it a lot easier to be able to keep up with those, which is really nice too. Um, so, and dash, good morning, dash. He says, uh, he says it's new tech that I'll barely use. Of course he got it. Um, of course, FOMO. And I think there's there's a lot of that going right now. It's like it's new tech, it looks cool. I kind of want it, you know. It's just yeah, what it is. So I, that's how I've always been. You know, we've always kind of been that way. I'm just I don't know, I hit like a wall last year. I'm just like, you know what? I gotta just stop. <laughs> that's a that's probably a good wall though, right? Like you're you're, it you're is, yeah. yourself from buying stuff you're not gonna use. Uh, that's the thing, yeah. I mean, I have four switches in my house. You know how many times <laughs> I played them? None. I got my thing from Nintendo and it said like 351 hours on Animal Crossing. I haven't even touched it this year. You know, that was my my yearly in review. I'm like, well, at least somebody's playing it, I guess, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's, it's insane, man. But um, you know, it, it looks really cool for sure. I think my yeah. son's gonna get one, so he's pretty excited. Well, Dan, I know your question is can you play Life is Strange on it? So yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna actually for Christmas, I'm gonna give Dan it's gonna have Oxen Free preloaded. Oh, nice, that'd be great. It's his no. favorite game. <laughs> no. 
All right, guys. Uh, I think that is going to wrap us up topic-wise for today. Um, <clears throat> real quick shout-out. So, like I said, stay tuned for our uh, Rainbow Six Extraction review. It might surprise you, that's all I will say. Uh, coming here in a few days before release. Um, and then also, like I said, we have our first uh, Patreon-exclusive um, interview coming up this week. It is with someone very big in the industry, so I'm really looking forward to that. I will share it uh, in the middle of the week. <laughs> share middle of the week so it's me and travis yeah. thank you <laughs> um so uh stay tuned for that stuff this week uh appreciate it but luke man always love having you on um you know you're, you're a regular around these parts so nothing i need to say but please let people know where uh they can find you and xbox expansion pass yeah thanks man i appreciate you guys having me on i love being here it's always good to talk to you guys um uh, xcp is on all your podcast services uh, I often feature, you know, developers, voice actors, content creators, journalists. Uh, Dr. Mo from the Backlog Chronicles recently joined me, as did Jeff Grubb and Osama Dorius. I love just talking to people about games and all the various ways they impact or receive the industry. So, uh, yeah, check it out on all, all your podcast services. It would be a pleasure to have a few more of you. Give it a go. Appreciate it. It's brother. a good show, and I don't say that about a lot of shows. Really that's true. Shows. That's that's one of your best endorsements yet. No, I mean, it's, let me tell you There's like yeah, like three shows I watch. This isn't even one of them. That one is. Because <laughs> 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 well, I can't. Say That'd be crazy them. if you watch the show though. I I does anybody here that's watch good. the show after it's recorded? I feel like that's nuts. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Do no, that. I don't. No. No. I I do obviously check it. Like I go, I put it into you know when I'm editing, yeah. especially the audio version. I make sure everything's okay with it. But no, I don't watch it back. I know what happens. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, Travis. Yes, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at TyGuyTravis if you uh, dislike fun. Um, and you can also find my articles, previews, and reviews on IGN.com. Uh, this week uh, on, let's see, in four days from now, so Thursday, I've got my review of Windjammers 2 going live, and then you can look for my reviews of Dying Light 2, Crossfire X, and Destiny uh, 2, The Witch Queen, all in February. So I've got certainly got a full plate on ahead of me. Yeah, you got a lot um, going on, man. I do, I, and I'm going to play all these games, damn it. I'm determined <laughs> to not have a social life. Uh, yeah. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, you can do that. And then if you do care about Destiny at all, I do a weekly show on Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific uh, called The Last Word. You can find that on YouTube. Uh, other than that, you should tell your friends about this show. You should support uh, Season Gaming on Patreon. They, they just got a new Patreon that you can subscribe to for their exclusive content and also to support them. I mean, look, they need all the help they can get. Look at yeah, look it's wearing. a charity let's at buy, this point. <laughs> let's, let's buy Dan like a shirt that fits him. You know what I mean? Let's, let's do, let's do something. <laughs> so um, yeah, it'd be great. Uh, so um, yeah. About? This uh, is like a four X. <laughs> I can use this as a parachute and a blanket. <laughs> Dual, I can fit, like, try, five try Travis's purpose. in this thing. Uh, how much I paid? Extra? Two bucks. Oh my God. Uh, I appreciate it. And um, yeah, thank you chat. You've been awesome today. Thanks for everyone who hung out with us. If you're listening to this later, thank you as always for your support. So as always, that was big cast 186 and thanks for tuning in to the big cash, your weekly gaming show covering all things, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, and PC with technical and industry insight until next week. <laughs>